0: One.
1: And we're live. Welcome back to another installment of what is this called? What's next? Coffee Podcast. Great start. Uh not a bit Ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> Woo, you feel that? Chills. Oh my
0: god. This the is the pe- perfect episode to start with. Dozens of people all around the globe are tuning in right, right now, now, weeks yeah. after we record this. <laughs> Just kidding. You have such a quick turnaround. I'm always so impressed. Oh, thank you.
1: You know, I get I I got love from my audience. They love me back, so you know how it is. And we're just very smart, cool people that love yeah. you. Also, I hope I'm recording cuz it doesn't look like I am. Hello, hello.
0: Uh, I'm getting sound waves from you. Oh, you are? On my side, I am. That's yeah. weird. On my side I got a straight line. Hmm. So, hopefully Flat that's lining. Okay. If you want to stop
1: it, that's uh, it's not going to hurt my yeah. feelings. Let's let's uh let's go for it. I'm going to set up a recording, voice recorder app real quick, just in case.
0: Perfect. So I'm going to vamp while you do that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's Next, the monthly comic book podcast where we go through the solicitations of every major comic book publisher that we happen to remember off the top of our head. And this month, we have a couple different things to talk about. So just for housekeeping... We First, we're going to talk a little bit about the situation in Texas and Florida and maybe point you in a direction where you can help. We're then going to talk about our gripes with the comiXology update, and then we're going to go into talking first about TKO, then Marvel, Image, Boom, and we'll close out with DC this week. That's right. We're going to make you wait for the bat again. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, so that's just the basic rundown of what we're doing this week, and, or this month, rather. And we hope mm. you enjoy it. I think it's going to be a really fun one.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, as Dallas was saying, thank you, Dallas, um, we do have to start with a very serious issue, which is that in Texas right now, a bill just got passed that's very literally harming and or potentially harmful for uh, trans children. Um, the governor, Greg Abbott, Um, just put this into effect and everything. And we here at what's next comic book podcast, blah, blah, blah. We just want to say that obviously we very much stand with trans children, trans people, trans rights are human rights. This is not a political issue. This is a very human ethical issue. It's disgusting what Texas is doing right now. And Texas isn't the only one doing it right now. Utah is also trying to get a similar law into effect. And I think uh, maybe Florida as well. So this is a huge issue that's not just a select area, it's something that's widespread in our nation right now. And we don't stand for it, and we implore that you also don't stand for it. You look for more resources. Obviously we're not the best people for it, but we'll list all the resources we can find in, uh, in the description for this episode. So please you know, do your research, look into these resources, and
0: please help in any way you can. Absolutely. Uh, Being from Utah, I'm very disappointed in my home state. I'm disappointed in the lawmakers and people that grew up with very similar background to me that have decided to be hateful and decided to turn against what... I know we were taught the same ethics and it's really disappointing to know that one could be spun so differently. Um, I think... The key is education and educating people Mm. about human experiences outside of their own. Again, growing up in Utah, it's a similar place to Texas. It's somewhere that is very much a bubble. And my escape for a long time was comic books. I, I barely knew what a trans person was before I read comic books and was introduced to trans characters through the comic book saga. As sad as that is, like that's a failing of the public education system, but it's a great opportunity for you listener and for us to help point people towards real resources that can help expand their worldview. Because the reality is these are human rights issues and as much as angry as I feel at people, I, I like to believe that there's good in them and that people when shown how their decisions hurt others shown how they can live a better life can be better. So I hope, I hope it can be a moment of levity as well after this sort of somber opening for, Mm -hmm. for your week, for your month. And again, we hope that you can be a light to people in a dark time right now.
1: Yeah, please. Even if you don't know any trans people stand up in any way you can. Um, voice is power. So use your voice, uh, regardless of how big or small your platform is, uh, just think about what you would want if the rules were reversed. So, but
0: I think a really great exercise that I learned was just to imagine that I, again, this as white straight dude, I was asked once to ask like, what if I wasn't the norm as awful as that is? Like, it was just a question frame to me. Like, what if you weren't the person society was catering towards. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a good exercise. Like, what what if all of a sudden your rights as a cisgendered person were in danger where you live for no decision of your own? And it, it's a helpful exercise in empathy that I think a lot of people should be participating in at the moment.
1: Hmm. Well said, Dallas. So again, we again implore that you do your research, find these resources. Um, I, If you follow me on Twitter, I post a bunch. If you follow Dallas, I'm sure he posted a bunch as well. Um, so please support in any type of way you can. Um, so that's like the really heavy topic. Uh, I know it's going to be hard to transition after that um, to the next topic, but let's talk about comicology. I think that's more in our wheelhouse of what we can actually have something to say because we actually have personal experience with it and everything
0: yes I hate the comicsology update hell yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've yet to hear anyone say that they like it even me who's like I'm not really affected by it like I read on, on my iPad and the iPad was always weird because comicology and Apple hate each other because Apple's like oh pay us extra for like when you uh buy comics on you know wait sorry I'm not saying this right Basically what Apple apps do, like the App Store is, if you make any purchases on an app in the Apple Store, Apple gets a cut of that. And so Amazon was like, oh, you guys are taking a cut of this when we could just sell it on Android for free or through our own website. So why would we do that? So at some point, they just stopped transactions through Comicology on the iPad. So I always had to purchase through my uh, my Android phone. So for me, it wasn't a huge transition. The interface just kind of sucks now, which is very disappointing but rather than that it's almost the same experience so my i hate it (laughs) but uh, i'm not nearly as angry as everyone else
0: yeah i think my experience i i have an apple phone and an ipad that i read on and so i've always had to go to the comiXology desktop website to buy Mm -hmm. my comics and that is where i felt it the most like the app honestly they just made it stupid but like I can still read my comics there. My comics didn't go anywhere. I can still, I went and checked. I like searched certain ones that I knew I'd bought in the past. They're still there. I can still download them and read them. Yeah, It's the filters. Aren't that hard to figure out once you go through them. (laughs) But the big one for me was I, I had to dedicate like 45 minutes to really figuring out the ins and outs of buying comics through amazon.com now because comicsology no longer exists. And that was the doozy for me, was like feeling like I was being punished for wanting to purchase a thing. (laughs) It's like I've never really felt this before where like I had to work so hard to give you my money. I had to go through like six layers (laughs) of this website to give you $4 and I felt a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's really
1: dumb. <clears throat> I don't get like I get why they're doing it. They want you to go to Amazon so they get more traction there and you might slip up and be like, "Oh, what's this?" and you find something different that you like and you have 12 purchases instead of one. It's like the basic Target, Walmart type of shopping experience. But at the same time, it's like you're only hurting people who read comics, which is already a niche group. So it's better if they just expanded and try to swindle new readers, which is terrible, but if that's what they if they're really just looking for money, that would have been better instead of driving what fan base they had already away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also there's a very real element of this as well with the Comixology UI being taken down and absorbed into the Kindle UI. Jobs are Mm. being lost, like Uh they no longer have to pay two sets of people to run these two separate services and absorbing these themes. It it's like a slash and burn tactic against a a group of people that were maintaining a website and a UI that very clearly catered towards the tastes and interests of comic people. And that's sad. And there are indie creators whose work is no longer on comiXology because of the update, because of the submit process, and then again, now their livelihood is at risk, and so yes, I feel petty about not being able to buy comics in the same way I used to, but like (laughs) bigger than that, these corporations don't care about this art form in the way that we care about it, or the way that the fans and creators care about it, and so when when companies like AT&T buy up DC Comics, when Disney buys up Marvel Comics, when Amazon buys up the distribution method of comics, it's sad and it's scary and it it bottlenecks a pretty, a beautiful art form that we all love.
1: Yeah, and it's also limiting. Um, it's limited down to just the US and maybe UK now, right? Maybe mm-hmm. not even the UK. So they're just continuing to cut out more potential comic readers. So and the only thing they have options for now is Marvel Unlimited, which I also think isn't really uh, everywhere, and DC Infinite, which sucks. <laughs> so the options are great. So when more people start pirating, it's going to be pretty much almost exclusively Comicology's – or not Comicology's – Amazon's fault. So –
0: yeah, and what's sad is that like Amazon's not gonna feel that. You know what I mean? No. At the end of the day, a trillion dollar company isn't gonna be like, ouch, we lost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But like creators will be like, ouch, I lost fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Year. Or
1: like, oh, we lost our jobs because people pirated it instead of getting it on any of these
0: distribution sites. Yeah, like there will there will be people that have to go back to their day job because they can't yeah. live off of comics anymore. And that's that's sad. That's Yeah. I don't like it i don't like this crap not a fan i would say not a fan yeah mm, if i had to give my honest opinion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh zero out of 10 stars damn uh, that's a high score but yeah i guess so the ign raider oh, ign.com rates the Comicsology update 9.5 out of 10 stars a great gaming experience <laughs> too much water <laughs> too much water <laughs>
1: classic like IG.
0: all of our list of negatives 9.5 out of 10 stars not paid for by the company <laughs> send tweet uh, let's transition with something more positive on a positive
1: note i watched 21 jump street again last night still a banger still funny as hell never seen it that. you never saw 21 jump street never once you would like it i think i would this too. is a
0: movie i think made specifically for you <laughs> like in a very good way i think you'll like it a lot word i'm excited i've been rewatching the hunger games movies because oh. my wife got an itch and was like i loved the hunger games when i was 11 we should watch them i was like <laughs> sure no i've got nothing else well, <laughs> sure great i do not think jennifer lawrence is a very good actress in those movies but i do think those movies are entertaining those movies are entertaining i i'm always torn good. on
1: jennifer lawrence because like sometimes i'm like She's a decent actor. Other times, like she's a very good actor. Hunger Games, I think, is a mixed bag too. The elevator scene in the second movie, I think, makes Super everyone look good. like a great like a great actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Everyone
1: killed it. That's like one of the best scenes in any young adult thing ever. The two mm-hmm. best scenes in young adults: one is that,
0: and two is the Twilight baseball scene. Go. True, true. When are they going to play baseball in Krakoa, Evan?
2: That's when what are I'm we going to
0: get a swimsuit issue, and when are we going to get a baseball issue? We're not going to get a baseball issue.
1: That's a straight up. We're never going to do it. Unless it's New Mutants. New Mutants are our only hope right now. Maybe
0: Marauders. Vita Ayala is my only hope for the X-Men at this yeah. exact moment. I... We'll talk about it in the solicitations when we get yeah. to Marvel.
1: <laughs> Which we're not doing right away this time. Instead, we're starting with TKO Presents. TKO is a indie publisher that we don't talk about nearly enough it's one of our favorites. We have so many loves for this. Like some of my personal favorites sentient, the banks, the fearsome, Dr. Fang, Sarah, seven deadly sins, pound for pound. Like, damn, just
0: hits. All amazing. I discovered Juni Ba through TKO with Hmm. Jellia. Um, This is a service created for comics lovers by comics lovers. Everything we just said about comicsology and how they're clearly not catering to their demographic, how they do not care about us, how they do not care about this art form. TKO is the literal exact opposite. If yes. you like reading in trades, they've got the trades. If mm. you like singles, they've got singles. If mm. you like digital, they've got digital. And mm-hmm. their digital trades are like $5. Yeah, These people want to get their stories into your hands, yeah. and they have pulled some of the biggest names in comics to come yeah. and do work with them if you like garth ennis war books great sarah is beautiful if it's, you like maybe his best honestly it's up there i still love preacher uh it's my Our problematic fave. Big, uh,
1: My problematic favorite is punisher max no one read it but i love it no one look up preacher either
0: uh no, don't read it don't watch talk the show. To me about it but problematic fave i'll probably read it again <laughs> soon <laughs> But I, just, I can't say enough good things about TKO, and I feel like they slide under the radar. If I have I one decide. big goal for the next month, it's probably to plug TKO on Twitter, because yeah. they deserve so much more love.
1: Yeah, I plugged TKO earlier on Twitter because I was rereading, um, or not rereading, I was reading for the first time The Fearsome Dr. Fang by Zee Chung. Um, fucking rules. It's fucking rules. It's If you love The Mummy, like the movie The Mummy or Indiana Jones, you will love this. It. It's a great deconstruction of old pulp adventures. And it's surprising in so many different ways. And also, it's fun, which is like the most important thing.
0: Also, if you love Dr. Doom.
1: Also, yeah. It. If you like Dr. Doom, you're, this is the book you want to read real quick. I'm a Yo. huge Dr. Doom fan. My, I named my Twitter after him. So, there's no surprise.
0: Yeah, it rules. And it's being written by an incredibly talented Asian writer writing incredibly Mm -hmm. cool Asian character. And again, TKO, they want to give people the tools to tell the stories they want to tell. Yes. And they, my impression is they are a much more representative imprint than many, than the big two, certainly. But even compared to the other Indies, like I can't say enough good things about TKO. You gotta check them out. Gotta check them out.
1: And if you need recommendations, you know, hit me up. I'm on Twitter at Evan Reads Comics. I almost said my old Twitter account name because I love that one better, but it's all good. Um, and I'll give you the recommendations. I'll I'll hand pick them out for you. But definitely the banks. But what's coming out in March? I know we're doing May solicitations, but in March, two graphic novels are coming out from TKO. So I just want to highlight them real quick because so we missed them when we were doing March before. But Black Mass Rising by Z Chun. And Oh, shoot. Who's, That's a, Hi. Hi. Who's That's a day one pickup. That is pick a up. day one pickup. Oh, I got them mixed up. Sorry. Let me start over. Black Mass Rising by Theo Prasidis and Jody Moore. Still um, probably a day one pickup. If you look at the interiors of this, it's a day one pickup. And also, here's the first half of the first sentence. Actually, here's the first sentence of the synopsis. One year after Vlad Dracula's death, Hope is returning to the lands of Transylvania. That's all you need to know. That's it. I'm in. If you see the cover of this? You're going like, yeah, I'm in. It's beautiful. And then Forgotten Blade by Z Chun and Tony Fezzula, I want to say. And again, just an instant must buy, especially if you look at the art inside this book and the covers and stuff. It's beautiful. I'm so excited. Uh, I might pre-order them. I don't know how I want to read it, though. It's the only problem.
0: I don't know if I'm I want to do trade
1: or digital.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I bought both. Um, they have these like prestige size trades, dear listener, yeah. that are a little bit bigger than your average trade paperback. But the paper quality is super high. The inks come out super bright. I, yeah, I can't say enough good things. I'll probably buy digital just because that's where I'm at in my life. But yeah. they do make a beautiful product.
1: They do. So, and I, sometimes I just buy it again. Like I bought sentient digitally. Then I was like, I need this in my hand. So I bought mm-hmm. the physical version. Then you, I think gave me uh the fearsome Dr.
0: Fang. I did. I, so. I bought Jellia twice. Cause I thought it was <laughs> that good. So
1: I think I also bought that. I should read that one day.
0: <laughs> Yo, you'll like it. You'll dig. I love
1: monkey meat. So
0: yeah. Also you like Sandman, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, the best parts of Sandman, the stuff about like stories And sort of metatextual. Yeah. Imagine that, but it's through the lens of Gendi Turovsky, and it's about West African folklore.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Yes. Sandman in 2001 Cartoon Network about (laughs) West African African culture. That's amazing. It's so good. It is like favorite book of last year, probably.
1: Damn, that's high praise.
0: I will, um, I'll read it. I'm
1: gonna read it this weekend. That's it's like a we'll one. Play. It's
0: like an hour and a half read too. Like, oh, that's not bad. It's, it's some easy. of these
1: books are long reads. Doctor Fang felt like a long read, despite it's dense. it being. It feels dense. Yeah, it's denser than it looks, but mm. in a good way. Like my
0: ass. Like memory foam, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're just gonna leave that just silence uh thank you this yeah, is just the dead what's air. next comic pa- book podcast
1: that's why i'm gonna play the theme song
0: <laughs> da, na, na, da, na, na, na. is that our theme da, song da, da. <laughs> all right should we move on to marvel let's do it let's give the people what they want all right bunch of uh, punk asses all right I'll, I'll read marvel i got it <clears> perfect <throat>
1: So we're going to start with some Spider-Man stuff, a lot of Spider-Man stuff. We got Mini Spider-Man number three, number four. We got Spider-Man 2099, Exodus, Alpha number one. <laughs> we got Spider-Man 2099, Exodus number one and two. Savage Spider-Man number four of five. Miles Morales Spider-Man number 38. Silk number five. Spider-Punk number two of five. Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse number three of five. Ben Reilly Spider-Man number five of five. What If Miles Morales number three of five. Carnage, number three, Venom, number eight, and Venom Lethal Protector, number three. Yo, we're back in the 90s. <laughs> lots of Spider-Man books, lots of X-Men books in Star Wars.
0: It's a lot, a lot of those three. <laughs> and how I, are you feeling about the Spider-Corner, Evan? I don't know. I won't know how I feel about Spider-Man
1: until I think I read the new run. I'm not even through mm-hmm. Beyond yet, though, and I know the, I don't think the new run even started yet, right? It started no. uh, next month in March? I think that is correct. Yeah. That sounds right. So I haven't been reading that. I just caught up with Miles Morales except for the last issue. That's been great. People aren't talking about that one enough. I implore that everyone go check out Miles Morales. I love that shit. Um, it has its issues, namely that the main cast isn't involved too much. Like his friend cast, like Genki basically gets one arc throughout the entire run and even that's like barely an arc well
0: he's been so. busy hanging out with tom holland in those movies oh he
1: has been busy hanging out with tom holland in those movies that's a good point so never mind take it back great book 100 go read it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i haven't read silk yet so i don't know I don't Silk's know I been
0: having a little silk renaissance lately with these mini series they've been really good i read well, the first one. This is an ongoing. Yeah. I've been What's buying it. Cooler? I haven't been reading it,
1: but I've just been buying it just as a until I can read it. But the mini was fun and she earned an
0: ongoing because of it. So that's great. The mini was very fun. Um Silk's a cool character. I feel yeah. like Silk is, I don't think Peter Parker's ever going to go back to basics in the way that we really want him to. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like if you are looking for trepid reporter, Spider-Man, who's hiding their secret identity from their supporting cast and interacting mm-hmm. with J. Jonah Jameson on a regular basis. Like, Silk is your book. Yeah. And that's my plug for Silk. Like, if you like <laughs> the central premise of Spider-Man, you will like Silk. And I think it's cool that um,
1: we have a lot of Spider-Man books again because we do. We are now touching on about a lot of the areas of Spider-Man that doesn't always get spotlight, spotlit. Because usually a writer just wants to focus on one area of the character, either back to basics or big corporation or he's in school again or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's very nice that we have Silk, who's going more back to basics. We have Ben Riley, who's a capitalist pig. We have Miles Morales, (laughs) who's in high school and doing high school Spider-Man shenanigans. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Punk for multiverse stuff. Miles Morales is doing multiverse stuff now. So we have a good range of Spider-Man content and, and Venom.
0: And I right. do
1: not care about the symbiotes. I'm gonna read cars, but that's it. I don't, I don't, I
0: don't like Venom. I guess he's fine. I yeah, if it's not Flash Thompson, him. I don't care. Yeah, I also like. I say a lot of mean things about Donny Cates, so I'll say one <laughs> nice thing. I thought Donny Cates' Venom was excellent. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was stronger leading up to Absolute Carnage than it was after mm. Absolute Carnage. Yeah. And then King and Black was fun, but I had kind of checked out at that point. But like overall, I kind of feel like the Eddie Brock story has been told. And I don't know what it is about the first two issues of the Rom V run, but it didn't grab me in the way I wanted it to. And I've heard good things. If you're excited about it, let us know why. Pitch us Venom. Maybe make us like that (laughs) goop boy, because right now I don't care about Spider-Man's underpants
1: yeah like that reminds me when i was reading ultimate spider-man and i got to the venom arc of ultimate spider-man and ultimate Sp- venom is way different from 616 venom mm-hmm. and i was just talking about how much i like you know the ultimate version and people were just like very defensive about how bad it is and i was like i don't it's one it's an alternate universe so, like i don't know why we're making a big deal of it but also i don't know i think it's kind of i guess i just don't care about venom enough like if you love eddie brock i get it but i'll at the same time i just don't see what you're
0: seeing i guess i think the one important thing that eddie brock ever did was go and pray that god would kill peter parker <laughs> for taking a better picture than him that is some real villain shit that i love and made me smile also super relatable because i always go to church to pray on my enemy's downfall <laughs>
1: he's like god I know we haven't talked in a while but if you could kill Peter Parker oh I I don't know if we should joke about the queen dying or not but (laughs) just know I was gonna go there for a second (laughs) (laughs) wanna know why Uh, the queen's been trending yeah (laughs) take it up with the big man
0: yo she's been dead for two weeks (laughs) she's been
1: dead for two months are we serious right now (laughs) she's been dead for so long we haven't seen her since like November (laughs) God save the Queen and all that, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, come on.
0: Uh, no, I will not say God save the Queen.
1: I'm trying to be nice here. I'm not going to try to wish people's death upon them. I will. I must. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, anything else about Spider-Man? How do you I feel about the... Are you excited for the new run?
0: I think I'm kind of where you're at. We... I haven't seen what Zeb Wells is going to do. I like that the solicitation has Spider-Man fighting Tombstone. And yeah. It feels, I, I mean, like, the one spoiler page we've had is, like, this giant explosion. And, being like, Spider-Man ruined the world. And, like, I don't like that. That feels too big, too stupid. But, like, these next issues are all about a gang war with Tombstone. That's yeah. very my bag. So, oh, yeah. And, honestly, I am very excited about the John Romita Jr. art. I like that he's still on as the sole artist on issue four. <laughs> that feels promising to me i i wish it wasn't two a month i wish it was monthly yeah. but i'll get over it i guess <laughs> i'm hopeful but i can't say that i'm excited yet until i read that first issue Ooh. oh excuse me yeah we're in the exact same boat even
1: with jr i know a lot of people like to dog on him and his superman stuff wasn't great but at the same time I think you talked about this a lot in the Green Arrow episode of uh, the Comic Book Collective, which is the podcast you guys should be listening to. It's weekly and just as good as
0: this, if not a little bit worse. uh, That's all very true. A little bit worse. I'm just
1: not there, but you get and, so it's like a whatever.
0: Hey, when you hear this, dear listener, Evan will be on in two weeks talking about Mark Wade, Fantastic Four. That's a little sneak peek for the listeners of this podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely go listen to that episode specifically, where I'm on, because uh, then it's going to be a good episode, obviously. Well, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I love the comic book collective. I listen least do it all the time when I Thank can. Uh, I had to skip a few because uh, I'm just not caught up. Like, on a sunbeam, I'm still halfway through for some reason. <laughs> it's been like a month. It had It's denser than you think it'd be. Yeah. I got to the halfway point. I was like, wow, we're reaching the final few chapters. And I looked at <laughs> where I was. And I was like, all right, I'll see you guys in a few weeks. <laughs>
0: So that's where I left off. <laughs> if but. it's any consolation, the last third, they crank the pace. Okay, Like, cool. you will read the last third in 45 minutes.
1: Okay. It's not even that, like, I want it to end or anything. It's just it's every time lot. I go to pick it up, I'm like, oh, it's, I have an hour where I have to go to bed. <laughs> Do I have time for this? The answer, I guess, is yes. So I'm going to give it a chance uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow. But. That's a good one. All I was trying to say is that I agree with your sentiment about J.R.J.R. He gets a lot more hate than he deserves. But at the end of the day, sometimes it just comes down with a difference in his penciling versus modern coloring. Um, And, you know, when he hits, he hits like hard. So if
0: he's hitting like he's been doing in the previews for the Spider-Man book, I'm all here for it. I also I know you're not caught up on Beyond, but reading the last two issues of Beyond, I don't know what the colorist what notes color Scott? but they finally figured out how to color mark bagley again and oh, nice. it's been like some of the best mark bagley artwork i've seen in a while hell yeah so it made me hopeful for how they're gonna treat jr jr yeah all right then i'm i have to
1: catch on beyond but also just very excited i love art Art's so cool i wish i could do it sometime It'd be fun same <laughs> all right, all right.
0: Should we read the X-Men?
1: Yes. Starting with X-Men Legends number one, X-Men Red number three, Immortal X-Men number three, X-Men 92, House of... uh, Absolutely not. XC2? (laughs) XCII? What the... Is that... Oh, wait. That's Roman numerals. Is that 15?
0: 617? I sound so stupid. Bro, once we're past the Star Wars, I got nothing for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: X-Men number 11... Gambit number 1, Knights of X number 2, Legion of X number 2, Marauders number 3, New Mutants number 26, Sabretooth number 4 by Victor Laval, uh X-Force number 28, Excellent number 4, X-Men Unlimited, X-Men Green number 1, Jesus Christ, Wolverine number 21, Wolverine Patch number 3. We're back in the 90s, baby. (laughs) We're back in the 90s in the best way because Sabretooth is a character I do not care for most of the time. But when he's done right, he's done right. And Victor Lavelle, who is an amazing author, who wrote uh, The Ballad of uh, Black Tom, which you should should read or listen to on audiobook if you get the chance. Dallas Taylor.
2: Okay, okay, Um,
1: okay. (laughs) Sabretooth number one was fantastic. Have you read it? I have, and I really liked it. I hate Sabretooth, and I liked that issue. I'm like, my love, I have like a love hate with Sabretooth. When he's written well, it's very fun as a villain to have someone who's just like around to say fuck you to a specific character with no real other motivation. But when he's done poorly, it's kind of just like, all right, well, this is kind of a one trick pony, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But Victor Lavelle is opening some different doors into the character that I was not expecting.
0: I think Krakoa has done a really good job of adding layers to characters that were tropey. Like hmm. the, the recent shadow King arc in new mutants was pretty powerful. I felt like, and it added layers to a character that I traditionally didn't like very much. Yeah. And I feel like this mini series has the opportunity to do that for Sabretooth as well. Yes. So highly recommend. I don't like Sabretooth and I like this book. So, so. you should give it a read. Rather than that,
1: all the X-Men stuff feels like I have to wait and see, for the most Mm -hmm. part. Um, With the one exception, well, this is a positive podcast, but, you know, X-Men Green is not good. I'm just going to say that right up. Like, no disrespect to anyone who worked on it and everything, um, but it just totally butchers the character of Nature Girl, who's not a character that everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I love Nature Girl. I can't wait to see more of her. But I don't know if you actually, did you ever read uh, Age of X-Men? So, Age of X-Men was a part of that X-Men era right before Krakoa era that everyone hated except for me. Uh, And I liked it because Age of X-Men was, like, a fun little event. And it was the first time in the X-Men book in a long time where I was like, oh, we're just having fun here. This is cool. So... But it gave Nature Girl a spot on the mainline X-Men team. So when the X-Men book was running with her, she had actual stuff to do. She was solving crimes. She looked like the best she ever looked. And she they elevated this character that I didn't know anything about to someone who I thought was really interesting. And then Krakoa era happened, and she was just left in the wayside. So when I heard she was coming to X-Men Green, I was excited until I read it. And it turned out she was just turning into an uh, eco-terrorist for some reason. And the transition is very poor. And I, I it's just one of those times where we had a character that could have been elevated to something amazing or like spotlight, And like in the way Armored was in like Astonishing X-Men and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. But then it just didn't happen. Instead, we have like an eco-terrorist villain now, which is not what we needed, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm a little done with dystopia. And I'm a little mm-hmm. done with like... The world's so bad we have to become villains to solve it. You know what I mean? Like, I understand being angry at the climate crisis. I am angry at the climate crisis. But, like, I don't need those feelings mirrored back to me anymore. I don't need to also hear that the writer is angry through this character. I want to see hope. I want to see utopia. I want to see these aspirational characters doing things that I can't do. Yeah, I, I think I get teased by my friends for for thinking Grant Morrison hung the moon, but like <laughs> I think something that Grant always does well is write superheroes for a utopia. Their version of Superman is always the ideal for what humanity can be, not a reflection of what we are. And that makes me sad. The X Men Green could have been a book that asks us to believe a little more and to stretch and feel hopeful and instead it decided to be a weird become an eco-terrorist thing yeah and
1: i don't know i think it could have worked with someone who either had more time maybe if dugan had more time it would be a different book or like more pages to work with but i
0: I just don't think it was ever going to work jerry dugan can't write multiple titles he picks which one he wants to be good at and then he's good at that one and everything else falls by the wayside. And my hot take is I like his regular X-Men right now. But like the second he got that book, Marauders started to suck. X-Men True. Green sucked. And like, let the guy have one book to focus on. He, he is not a many plates juggling Joshua Williamson. Let him <laughs> play okay. one note. It's okay. You don't yeah. have to be that. Not yeah. everyone's Bendis. Sometimes no. Bendis isn't Bendis. I
1: mean, Bendis is barely Bendis ever. <laughs> <laughs> we're being honest with ourselves right now. The last time Bendis was able to cop like carry multiple books was...
2: Hmm. Uh...
1: Never. Never, actually, yeah. That's a good point. So, no one is anybody, really. So, let's just do our best. Alright? So, Dugan, if you're listening to this, it's all love. I love your Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't like your Marauders, but that's a different story. I don't like this, so please just like you know get your shit
0: together. Yeah, See, positive spin. That's what we, that's what we do here. Yeah. Positive spins. Um, back on the hate train. Oh, uh, yeah. don't make me like Knights of X too. I yeah. do not. I I think she's a nice lady. Mm-hmm. I think she has good comic book ideas. Yeah. I have yet to read a Teeny Howard comic that I feel like was a good comic. And I feel so. Yeah mean saying that and i want so badly to just like support her just to show marvel that i'm like i want to support female voices in the x-men i don't want to just yeah. buy the books from the white guys <laughs> but like i can't read another teeny howard <laughs> book my Man. eye will pop my eyes out and
1: juggle them i have to give that uh annual she did a try because maybe that's good i heard like mixed things about it but I, I, just, I heard her Catwoman's good, but I, I heard the opposite. <laughs> so I have no really? idea what's going on. Yeah, we. Oh my god, people are dogging it for the writing, for like sexualizing Catwoman, stuff like that. I'm just like, I I don't know what's happening, but I, I know Harley Quinn's going to be in it eventually. So I have to read it eventually because I love Harley Quinn. I like That's Harley right. Quinn too. I'm a Harley Quinn truther.
0: Harley Quinn has had a bit of a renaissance. Her cartoon is great. And Marco Robbie's the best part of the DCEU. I'll throw, I'll say that. I'll throw that out there.
1: I'm trying to think if I disagree, but so far no. I don't know. I think. I think she either needs like the right book, or she needs to just be an editor or
0: something. That's like that. the right take. That's the right yeah. take. She needs to be an editor. Yeah. Because when Cause you hear think... her talk about these stories, you're like, yeah. wow, yes. When, like when she gets on the Cerebro X-Men podcast and when she got on to talk about, oh hell, what was that book even called? Um, X-Corp. I was like, dang, Succession for X-Men? Man, Monet, she'd be great in that. Oh, Warren would be great in that. And then that book was doo-doo. It was boring as hell. It, nothing interesting happened for five straight issues. And And so like, if she was just an editor that was like, hey, talented writer, write this idea yeah which again i don't like saying that
1: and i don't want to be like rude or pretend i know better than you know people are getting paid to do this and who like probably went to school or like had a lot of practice with it but at the same time i'm reading the work and it's it's not hitting so that's the only critique i can give
0: i will say mm-hmm. on a positive note oh yeah the annual from steve orlando for marauders was great oh yeah and so i am very excited to be back on the marauder yo plus my girl cassandra's in it i love cassandra nova
1: i love cassandra nova i know it's like she's like a bad person
0: problematic fave problematic fave. when she showed up in x-men red and killed that little kid i was like finally (laughs) finally we're back i was like damn some actual tension huh last time tom taylor did that oh we we we're, this is a positive podcast
1: we're about the positivity here
0: we are i don't know which planets in retrograde some girl this with a crystal got to tell me because like <laughs> this week has been off it's been off oh, man. man i i've had a rough week for no good reason
1: Dang. frankly so let's start this right right here with star wars you ready for some star wars i am ready all right let's get it for star wars we got star wars obi-wan kenobi number one just in time for the show which comes out sometime this year. I don't know. Star Wars Crimson Reign number five. Star Wars Tales Christanson number one. The one and only. Ooh, ooh, Dallas' ooh, ooh. hands up because that's the boy. The number one. He is, he is the boy. <laughs> Star Wars Han Solo and Chewbacca number three. Whatever. Star Wars <laughs> Doctor Vader number 23. Star Wars number 24. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 21. The girl. shoop, shoo. Whoa. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number twenty three. Also, you have to start reading that eventually. It's very really good. Uh, and, oh, actually, that's it for Star Wars. It's a short Star Wars month. That would be a lot longer.
0: I am almost caught up with the original Doctor Aphra run. I probably have like two more good reading days till I'm all the way caught up, Hell yeah. and then I'm gonna binge the new run so fast. Because I said last month, dear listener, that I would read it, and I actually did it.
1: This yeah, isn't did. like
0: Miles Morales. I actually yeah. read this one, and it was so good. She's it's,
1: so fun. She is like the most fun Star Wars character that's ever been
0: made. And she down. She Star Wars is so good when it's new and it's so boring when it returns back to the well. Yes. And Doctor Effer's new. Doctor Effer introduces new characters. Doctor Effer introduces new worlds, new concepts. And even when she goes back to the well, it's in a new way. She goes to yeah. Yavin 4 to go do archeology span and meet the spirit of a Jedi that inhabits a robot. And it's amazing. It's so good.
1: And it's like also one of the only books in Star Wars that's really like blending genres. Cause I feel like Star Wars books a lot of times either feel like the movies or they feel like bounty hunter Western stories or samurai or like some conspiracy or mystery, which are all great. I love Star Wars bounty hunters. I love Tom Taylor's Boba Fett and Jango Fett books are actually amazing. It was like the last time, well, not the last time, but like the last thing I read by him that I was like, I love this, which no disrespect to Tom Taylor. I love Tom Taylor. But yeah,
0: Tom Taylor's one of my faves. He's he's in a a weird
1: spot. He's in a weird spot for the past five years. Uh, (laughs) Ever since uh, Wolverine ended. But um, what was I saying? Yeah. So Dr. Afro is like a real blend of genres. So you get Star Wars, but then you also get like this evil indiana jones kind of storyline where instead of like returning things to a museum she's returning it to an armory <laughs> like everything about her is twisted and it makes everything a little bit more a darker satire and the humor is dark and like the stories are like a little bit more twisted and it kind of just brings this different element that just personally i haven't seen in star wars in i think forever maybe like taz and biz is that is that their name taz and biz were like the last time and i don't think that's the,
0: the right name sorry if you ever wondered, mm-hmm. how would a protocol droid do as a crime lord? The answer is better than Boba Fett. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a good point.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I cannot recommend Dr. Aphra high enough. Definitely and, read that. Yeah, I was converted to Star Wars comics this last month. Hell yeah. So... You know I'm gonna be there to read about Kristanton. You know I'm gonna be there to read more about Afra. And heck, I might even check out Obi-Wan Kenobi, because I think Christopher Cantwell's secretly very talented. Yeah, he's
1: a low key author. Like he comes in, hits it out of the park and then leaves.
0: It's great. Did you read his Fantastic Four one shot that he did? Fantastic no, Four what was that? Road Trip? It should be on Marvel oh. Unlimited now. He did it with um the artist for lila star whose name escapes me right now um i can't remember her name either so good though i know you like the the ff so that's a little special tree for you that's a one shot that rules all right i'll check that out
1: i remember seeing it and um being interested in it but then someone it, it was back in the day when twitter was like very effective on what i was reading or not now not so much obviously but uh, at the time, people were just like, "Oh, Reed causes the problem again, and it's just like a tread of like other things with body horror." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, sounds like people weren't having a good time, I, but also fuck them, yeah, fuck them, because I had a really good time." All right, so yeah, I'm gonna check it out. the right, this. Oh man, I love. Have you started the Mark Wade Fantastic Four yet? No, but all right, I'm, I, about I'm to. gonna say it last. But if you liked Road Trip because of like you know the horror elements to it. Might be surprised by Mark Wade's run. I don't know. So I'm going to say. I don't want to say. Ah, hands are up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about that. But it's we're not talking about that. Time. Time. Um, yeah, and then Charles Soule. I haven't been reading his Star Wars uh mainline book yet, but he's been killing in the Star Wars universe, and I'm very excited to see everything he puts out there. And Crimson Rain looks good. So I'm very excited for Star Wars
0: right now. As much as I thought Charles Soule was a person, would be a perfect fit for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He is actually a perfect fit for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. He has Midas's touch with Star Wars. He just everything, like everything. Everything is good.
1: He has this weird. I don't know how he does it. How he so consistently calls back to like what made Star Wars enjoyable and interesting while also making it feel so fresh and new. Like just him, Greg Pak, Kieran Gillen, have been, Ethan Sachs, I'll give it to too. They've just been killing it in this game recently. So Star Wars comics have are the most fun I've had in a long time with Star
0: Wars comics. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. <laughs> That's a good take. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Also, you should add the Lando miniseries to your- I've actually list. read that. Oh, which one? The one from like
0: 2015,
1: the- The one with Billy D. Williams Lando or
0: the one with- uh Billy D. Don Glover, okay. Billy yeah, I one. really like that one. That the Alex Malév one. Alex Malév. I know he did the covers, didn't he? Do the interiors as well? I don't recall. I don't I think don't so. Remember? I'm I remember. No. I really liked that series. Though there was a Princess yeah. Leia that came out at that same time too. That was really good.
1: Uh, I think I read that because I think it crossed over with the mainline Star Wars at the time. I can't remember.
0: I always tend to like the side books more than the mainline Star Wars book. Oh yeah, just because like I I have a weird relationship with the input in between quill nature of <laughs> of the mainline book where i was like i don't really need to know if luke was scratching his ass seven minutes before return of the jedi started but i do want to know whatever chrysanthemum was up to are you kidding me he's amazing i 100 agree but also i just like star
1: wars i think so if someone throws a star wars book at me and they say it's good i'm gonna check it out so that and that's what happened with the mainline. It, like picked up it was huge the first issue like broke records in sales like it went to reprint like 20 times or some shit that jason aaron
0: run was super fun it was very good so jason aaron's a good writer he's having he's having a hard time right now with avengers
1: but the thing is like it's just avengers that people have an issue with like no one talked about the echo mini that was pretty good Mm-hmm. And no one remembers his store run that was like two years ago. It now. literally
0: changed modern comics. Yeah. Like no I said that recently, robot. someone's like, I think that's blowing it out of proportion. I was like, without the Jane Foster era of that, you don't have the modern resurgence of support. Like, what do I want to say? Of legacy characters. Like, yeah. And that's all she, part of
1: like a huge push at the same time. So I, I don't know who really originated that concept, but it does. James Foster's story feels so integral to that run that mm-hmm. it feels impossible that there's any point where he was like, not going to include that.
0: Mm-hmm. She kills it. That run is amazing. And it's, about to get an omnibus that I'm very excited for. Yeah.
1: Just her part too, right?
0: Uh, No, the whole thing. Oh, I the think. whole thing? Yeah. Oh, Nice
1: check that out i'm not gonna lie
0: it's gonna be two omnibuses to cover the whole run oh it's a long run it is a long run it was eight years that's bananas that is bananas is that that was monthly yeah wow thor has secretly good comics all the time fun fact people always talk about daredevil having the best runs but like thor also has some sick runs he
1: does i think this goes under the radar because it's thor mm-hmm. and thor was like never until the movies he wasn't really like that popular which is i think totally okay
0: yeah i don't think he needs to be popular no but he does need to keep having good books because i like them <laughs> yeah if you like the donny well we'll talk about Donnie case when we get to him but yeah.
1: let's go into the miscellaneous now so starting off we got secret invasion number one wait secret invasion it's not called secret invasion two Just secret invasion again. Just secret invasion again. All right, secret invasion again. Number one, Savage Avengers number one with my boy at (laughs) the helm. Very excited about that. Uh, Avengers number fifty six. Avengers Forever number six. Black Panther number six. Captain America, Symbol of Truth number one. Captain Marvel number thirty eight. Captain Carter number three of five. Deadpool, Bad Blood, number three and four. <laughs> <laughs> that really took the fucking win out of that sale. But we're back, because Devil's Reign Omega, number one. Eternals, number 12. Fantastic Four, number 44. Ghost Rider, number four. Iron Fist, number four. Iron Man, number 20. Marvel's Voices, Identity, number one. Maestro, World, World War M, number four. New Fantastic Four, number one of five. Hulk, number seven. Marvels number 11, Moon Knight number 11, Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood number 2 of 4, Moon Knight number 1, Face meal Edition, Punisher number 3, Shang-Chi number 12, She Hulk number 5, Strange number 3, <laughs> Silver Surfer Rebirth number 5, Thor number 25, Thunderbolts number 1, Thunderbolts Marvel Tales number 1, uh, uh, Alien number 12, and King Conan number 6. So off the bat, I noticed that when I said She-Hulk, my voice dipped a little bit, and I just want to apologize. I have not read this book yet, but I haven't been reading it for reasons we discussed a few uh, podcasts before. But I'm just so kind of disappointed that I don't feel good checking it out yet. So I love She-Hulk. She's one of my favorite heroes, so it's kind of just disappointing that I'm losing out on this. But obviously, you know, when it comes down to it, I'd rather stand with my friends then read a book of one of my favorite characters who I love so much and who has such great muscle tone
0: she do she <sighs> truly do and those Jen Bartell covers they they're selling it hard
1: I'm not gonna lie yeah Jen Bartel, for all the I guess problematic stuff she did or not I, I don't know what her story is but apparently she's canceled on Twitter I don't know
0: but she does make very nice covers. She, and You know, people talk about drawing for the male gaze, the female gaze. Jen Hill draws for the Dallas gaze, frankly. <laughs> she has a good range. She does. Like, well, the outfits she picks out are really good, too. That is such a good point. I think Pepe Larraz does that really well, too. Yeah. Where they just draw drip all the yeah. time.
1: <laughs> Whenever someone says drip now, I think of that panel from uh, Savage Spider-Man where it's Baron Zemo uh <laughs> he's like yeah. i'm heading to new york i hear they have drip and i went what <coughs> <laughs> that that scene was so bad i was like was i'm not so reading bad. the next issue <laughs> yeah that killed like the run also wasn't that good to be honest i can't remember who's writing it but um yeah that those two pages were so bizarrely bad and baron zemo is out of character and also just like I don't know gonna, what they were going for. We're not going to Yossify the Nazi. Yeah. I don't He also, that. I'm pretty sure he made a like a N word joke. Wasn't there a joke about that in that page? I can't remember what it is. I just remember being like, why would you make him say that?
0: Huh. <sighs> anyway. I anyway, have to think about that because. No, back to positivity is a weird week. <laughs> Ryan North is a really great writer. And Mm -hmm. probably the only name possible that would make me excited for a secret invasion retread. (laughs) Like, he's not going to come back to just do some random-ass book. Like, there has to be some reason why the guy that did Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and the perfect, perfect adaptation of Slaughterhouse-Five. Like, if you haven't read his Slaughterhouse-Five, it's amazing. It looks really um, good. It, it's beautiful. But I'm secretly very excited about this. I am a fake fan that will probably wait to hear if my friends like this book <laughs> before I invest any money in it. Right. But I am excited about the possibility of Ryan North tackling scrolls.
1: I'm also excited. I think it's going to be something. It's either going to be something very interesting or something very forgettable. So I'm going to take that bet and try it out. At least to read on like Marvel Unlimited when it comes out. But I'm also not one of those people that really gets upset or like, I don't know the other word I'm thinking of. I wanted to say blown Incense. in a casket, but that's nothing, is it? <laughs> no. Is that a phrase? That's what not a phrase. What the fuck is happening? Uh, yeah, so I don't want to get
0: blown in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might. I don't know. Something interesting. Hey, listen, interesting yeah. Afternoon. Something about
1: bringing me back to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> hey,
0: babe. Hey, babe.
1: Hey. I may be dead, but never mind. No. <laughs> um, speaking of blowing the casket, the queen is now... Um, so, Secret Invasion. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm not the type of person that like actually gets upset that they retread stuff like this. Like When they announced Civil War 2, I went, oh, okay, we're doing this again. But at the same time, I was like, I'm interested in it. And I was. And I thought it was an interesting concept. And it didn't land at all. But at least the first few issues, I was like, all right, I see what this wants to do. And same with like... Um, like this, that only started happening, I think, with Secret War specifically. Like that was the first time I think in a long time where Marvel, like for a big event, was like, "Oh, we're gonna bring back this big name," and then all the titans would be named after all their big names, like Marvel Zombies and all the other books that were also there. Except I love that Marvel was Zombies. the single best
0: comic book event of all time.
1: It was. But what I'm saying is, like, it also worked. And so for Marvel, what they thought was, oh, it worked not because Jonathan Hickman wrote an epic tale that lasted 20 years. It's because we named it after a popular thing. So let's try it again. And the problem is, it's still working. So that's why they keep doing it. And it's relating to all these movies. So, like, if this helps them sell books, I'm 100% for them doing Secret Evasion 7 and Civil War 12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when they bring back Fear Itself, then you'll see. Then you'll all see what I mean. You'll all be down on your knees praising the Marvel Overlords because Kieran Gillian's doing Fear itself too, I guess.
0: Fear itself too. Fearer this time. Fearer itself. Too fear to itself. Too, too fear too furious. Fear five. Fear five. It's happening. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson's in this one. Don't get blown in the casket. Fear itself, or <laughs> It's all about getting blown in the casket and family. Marvel Zombies 7. Wait, there was the, a Marvel Zombie f- 7. Wasn't
1: there? The Fear Saga. Fear Saga itself. Call <laughs> <Pulling laughs> itself. <laughs>
0: it's just a joke for us.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, can you move on? Talk about 7 Adventures. Like, all right, relax.
0: Yo, friend of both of us, friend of the yeah. I'll, I'll say friend of the pod, David Pepos is getting to write for Marvel Comics. Yes.
1: He was hyping this up too with a code name, and I thought it was going to be like another indie book so I was mad excited. And so when the announcement for um, Savage Avengers was coming out and they were like trickling it out, Marvel was, I was like, oh man, who's going to write this? Who's going to write this? And I didn't see him tweeting going like, this is interesting. Ooh, I wonder who's writing this. So... Then, like, it got announced. I was like, oh, who's going to write this? Who could handle this book? And in my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be very nice if this person or that person or if David could do it. And then one of my followers or maybe a mutual was just like, oh, yeah, David's doing it. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome if David did it. They're like, no, look. <laughs> and they tweeted that. And I was like, holy shit. I was freaking out. That's the perfect person. If you haven't read any of his books, like, what, Scout's Honor? Mm-hmm. Holy shenanigans. He's an amazing art author. Go check it yeah. out.
0: I think my favorite work from David is the OZ, the one that he's doing over on Kickstarter. Yeah. I only read like the first issue, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That one's currently, the next bit of it is currently being made off of the most recent Kickstarter. But David Pepos is a phenomenal writer. Yeah. And I'm excited about this book. I I don't even really care about any of these characters other than Cloak and Dagger. I secretly love them a lot. And Hulk
1: Ravine, come on,
0: this could be pretty cool. (laughs) I also have a a very fascinated moment with Conan right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want that over the top barbarian at this very moment. I was thinking the same thing. (sighs) This might be my gateway drug because I tried when Jason Aaron first got on Conan. Yeah, But I think I was in the wrong headspace. I think mm. I started reading it, and I was like, this isn't hitting, because I wasn't <laughs> ready for the camp.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not... I like it because um, I, I tried. I also tried reading it, and for some reason I fell off, even though I thought it was really good. Because like there, each issue was like a vignette,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just following this character. And I thought it was really done well. If you're tired of Jason Ayer's Avengers, check this out this run. Maybe not King Conan, I don't know what's going on there, but at least his first Conan run. Because it feels like The Jason Aaron everyone knows and loves. So Mm -hmm. the only thing is the latest issue has uh, Pocahontas in it, apparently. And uh, she's not dressed the most sensitive, sensitively. You know, it's kind of a little exoticism going on there Um, has to do a little. Well, I don't maybe the story like is about that. I do not know. Um, But I know a lot of people who I follow who are indigenous were not happy about that. So, I do want to echo their concerns. So,
2: correct,
0: yeah. I I haven't read the book yet, and I also I, haven't. I haven't even read issue one of King Conan. So, like, yeah, me either. So, I'm not canceled, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, basically, we're uncancelable. Yeah, we you have, can't cancel me.
1: Yeah,
0: you can't cancel Evan. His Twitter was deleted a year ago. Yeah, Twitter already canceled me <laughs> for
1: good reasons. To be fair. <laughs> I I still can't be mad. It was totally my fault. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. Uh, other highlights from Marvel for me: Eternals still kicking ass nonstop. One of the most impressive runs, just continuously amazing. That book is what X Men
0: thought it was for the last year. Like <laughs> what I'm, I'm sorry,
1: that
0: it's the sequel to House of X and Powers of Ten for me, frankly. But was yeah. Like- Oh, this is a an interesting concept actually driven by one person. Yeah. I'm still so fucking mad at Reign of X. Yeah, Reign of you know I have slipped into into hate. <laughs> we're doing so good. <laughs> we were doing so good. Um I am excited for Captain America. Are you excited oh, for yeah. Captain America?
1: Yeah, the first time Sam Wilson's getting written by a black author? Of course I am. That rule's super Holy hard. Shit that's so exciting yeah i don't like it looks it looks dark looks amazing too and mm-hmm. i'm just super excited i'm so excited to see captain Cap, sam wilson i'm not a huge captain america fan i'm gonna be honest with you guys but i started reading captain america at the remender run rick remender
2: mm-hmm.
1: remender All Right, mm-hmm. thank you so i started reading at that run and so that's when Before I even knew it was going to transition to uh, Sam Wilson, I was like, oh, this is really fun. This is really nice. Then it switched to Sam Wilson as Captain America, and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So basically, I started off with Sam Wilson as basically my Captain America, um, at least in terms of reading actual Captain America stories. So I'm very excited to see him back and actually written with a black male perspective, because that was always missing from all of his stories. Because black male's perspective is there, but it's not in the writing and the way it should be. Nick Spencer definitely tried and also didn't succeed in the best way. I liked it more than most people, it seems, just based on like people on Twitter, though. But at the same time, you just can't get the same perspective that you could if there was Black people writing behind the scenes. So that's my two cents on that. I'm very excited for it.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in a similar boat to you, actually, where I... I feel like I have tried a lot of Captain America runs and I just haven't found the one that clicks for me yet. Mm-hmm. I'd like the idea of Captain America, Captain America. I just feel like a lot of it for me with modern cap falls into like Steve Rogers is Jason Bourne with an American flag on his chest. Mm, and I just, yeah. I don't like spy superheroes. I yeah, just I can see that. It doesn't click for me. And I know it does for a lot of people, which is cool for them, yeah. but I'm hopeful. I'll definitely pick up issue one of this and I want so badly to be blown away by this Captain America reboot.
1: Have you read the Mark Waid run on Captain America?
0: I have not, but I did read, I don't remember the one where Captain America like travels through time? It's like a five issue mini. I read that and liked it a lot and I thought Mark Waid might have written that. Oh, Way Goes to the Future? With Chris Samney on the art? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you my brain okay. is empty no thoughts Just, right yeah, now no
1: worries you might <laughs> like that I'm saying
0: <laughs> um, I need I need to give Cap a better try because I feel like I tried the Brubaker run and I love Ed Brubaker yeah. and so when I didn't like that I was like well if that's the best <laughs> I might as well not try anything else <laughs> fair enough
1: um, yeah so the only other books I really want to highlight are Thunderbolts number one seems really fun um i love different team dynamics and i love when teams are pretty unique so having like monica rambeau america chavez hawkeye the clint barton version um who else is on this team people i don't know oh power man's on the team so it's a good like mixture of people i i'm very familiar with not familiar with and then like kind of familiar with so Mm -hmm. i love when team books do that so i'm very excited about that I do think it's going to rule.
0: Um, just some continuing excellence. Shang Chi is Shang-Chi. oh my god, endlessly wonderful. Yes, um, I think Moon Knight is also a really, really strong run at you the moment. Jen McKay is amazing. I still haven't read Moon Knight for some reason. Uh, it's good, honestly. I I went through a real Moon Knight phase there for like a week and a half, and I got yeah, all caught did. up, and it was really good, <laughs> but. I think I'm pretty excited for the Strange reboot. I have really wanted to get into Doctor Strange recently. And I just have been intimidated by how much I feel like I have to read to get caught up. Because everyone's like, well, the status quo started with Jason Aaron. So you have to go back and read 60 (laughs) issues of Doctor Strange. And I was like, I want to do that, but I'm never going to. And then I (laughs) shake their hand and I leave. And so I'm kind of excited about a new jumping on point. Yeah, Cleo looks great. She do. And finally, some more love for Donnie Cates, because I have to say nice things.
2: <laughs>
0: Thor has shocked me. It every decision seems like something I won't like. And then every single time I like it. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. And <laughs> frankly, the run it sometimes it feels redundant, but like in a greatest hits album kind of way. And yeah. not in an annoying way. Yeah, I agree with that. I,
1: I like- also think he's taking Thor into a different status quo than we're used to. I kind of like this Thor who's kind of un not only unsure of like his bearings and place and like what he actually wants, but is also unsure of how to navigate new alliances and friendships. Because the Thor we are probably more familiar with is the one who like doesn't want to be a king or anything, mm-hmm. but Then we have him as like the king, and he's kind of, you know, balancing that in a weird way. Like with his relationship with Beta Ray Bill, I think is the best example where Mm -hmm. they are like maybe best friends. And then Thor had to make a huge decision and destroyed uh, Ray's hammer. So that had huge consequences for Ray and totally just wrecked his self esteem. He had to do a whole mini arc about it, which is great. Mm -hmm. You should read it. It's by Dan Ward Johnson, everybody. And so I think that's really cool that. Kate is like taking Thor into this different direction. That's going to really test. I think if people like Thor or not, are you caught up on Thor? I am. I might've finished the prey arc where, uh, Donald Blake came back. Is that his name?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't remember if I finished it or not. I think I have to go back and reread it.
0: The, this last week, so not today, but last week's issue. Um, my fellow Beta Ray Bill enjoyer, you will be pleased. Oh, there good. was a kick ass splash page. Calling this the Donnie Cates run, I don't want to take anything away from the guy, but this is the Nick fucking Klein run. Every time <laughs> Nick Klein touches his pencil to the page, magic happens. Like he He's draws amazing. these North, this Norse world, and especially this, like almost like gothic space version of it oh oh it's iconic i love it i love it love it love it
1: yeah it's all it's really amazing art's amazing colors are amazing i don't know who's the colors on this but everyone's killing it yes. um and the last book i just want to talk about is iron fist if you're not reading iron fist yet uh it's amazing mm-hmm. number one was really good Alyssa wong is killing it michael uh yi is the artist i think the also art great. looks amazing Um, the reasoning for, I know a lot of people were worried about the reasoning as to why Danny is stepping back as Iron Fist, but it seems like they're setting up a very good reason as to what happened. And also, like, you might have just missed, like, the mini arc where he lost, like, his, uh, connection to the Iron Fist. But, Mm -hmm. regardless, I think this is setting up a very cool story. And I really hope this leads to an ongoing because just from number one alone, it's giving those vibes I had when I was reading like Shang-Chi or Taskmaster or Silk where I was just like, I really just need more and more of his character. And we don't have a Taskmaster ongoing. So
0: I have to, you know,
1: so for everybody else. Uh,
0: yeah, Iron Fist is great. And if we could have two ongoing kung fu books, that would whip pretty hard. Hell yeah. Because then, when firepower comes back, we have three <laughs> kung fu books. <laughs> we need more, and them. it's perfect. It's we enough. need more. Cowboys and kung fu are the most important genres, and we need more of them. Yeah, they don't cross over enough. Cowboy kung fu. I my current pedestal that I'm standing on, and it is a pedestal because I'm correct. Is we should have a cowboy musical. Yeah. Scru- Buster Scruggs is a little bit that way with the first skit. Yeah. But I want it in general, whole thing, fully commit, cowboy musical. I would absolutely love that. Wait, we also got that with um, Blazing
1: Shad- Saddles. I didn't watch that. that. Is it good? It's not a Western movie, but it is a cowboy movie. That's okay. So I think it's great. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will say it didn't age well, but I think they're wrong. I think the satire, it's Mel Brooks. So if that means anything to you, that's what you're going to
0: get. Honestly, word. <laughs> um, I don't think we need to go through the collected stuff. No, I was, I skipped that for, I was going to skip that. Yeah. Let's it's gonna take too long. Let's skip it. Let's go to image and I'll read image. All right, go for it. All right. Image comics. The good shit, as they say. Bone Orchard, The Passageway, OGN. Holy shit, buy this. Uh, 8 Billion Genies, number one. By Charles Soul. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Welcome back. Uh, twig, number one. By Scotty Young. Hell yeah. Uh, fuck This Place, number one. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> by Kyle Starks. It is by Kyle Starks. That's, That's going to awesome. whip. I'm Kyle Starks. So Kyle Starks is so nice. He when I had like no listeners on the comics collective, he came on every single book that came out and he's, he's been so nice to me for like two straight years. He is an excellent person. (laughs) I really like Kyle Starks. He did unfollow me on Twitter because I'm annoying, but like it was, it wasn't a hard feelings kind. It was a, I'm a 40 year old man that doesn't want shit posts and I can respect (laughs) that. Yeah. Mute (laughs) me and save my feelings. I've muted like half the people I follow. I assume everyone falls like new to me. me. <laughs> just exist in a vacuum.
1: Yeah, I scream into the void, and some
0: people <laughs> just like it by accident. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, Metal Society number one, Unnatural Blue Blood number one from Mirka Andolfo. That's gonna be a horny book. <laughs> Everything Mirka Andolfo does is horny as hell. Yeah,
1: Unnatural is um. This is a sequel to the first Unnatural book, I think. Was it horny? I didn't read it.
0: But the there's is. animals
1: in it, so I'm sure it's super horny. There has to be a rhino in there. That's for Vish. Um <laughs> Sorry, Briska, we love you. <gasps>
0: uh the Department of Truth, number eighteen. Frontiersman Look Up Special. We're gonna come back and talk about this. Okay. Um Stillwater, number thirteen. Okay. What's the furthest place from here? Number seven. Um And then a bunch of collected stuff that I don't think we need to go into.
1: Except for Pulp, the Process Edition. If you haven't read Pulp by Ed uh, Brubaker and
0: Sean Phillips, 100%, check that out. That is a comic that's so good that my dad read it and loved it. So that's a pretty good sign.
1: That's a pretty good sign.
0: (laughs) My dad doesn't read and he liked it. So, all right mr evan what image comics are you excited about um
1: that's a good question first and foremost uh deadly class which oh yo Firepower's back this month too i think you missed a few did i miss a few yeah if you scroll down right. uh like below the collections yeah below the collections once you get past swing
0: oh me read them oh no i'm there i'm there yeah i'm there go ahead Alright, Ant, number four. Why did they do it that way? That is... I don't know. They should have split them up. That was weird. Ant, number four. Uh, Smith Behind Enemy Lines, number five. That name pisses me off because I always think it's the band. And I like that band. I wonder if that's what they're going for. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Uh, bloodstained Teeth, number two. Mm. Uh, Bolero, number five. Deadly Class, number 54. Yeah, there we go. Um, Farmhand, number 17. Firepower, number 20. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is the best Iron Fist book that was ever written. Um, Facts. That's true. Hard facts. Ghost Cage, number three. Gunslinger Spawn, number eight. Who is that for? Hellcop, number seven. Ice Cream Man, number 30. Let's go! Nonstop! All the way. <laughs> uh, image number two. Philadelphia uh, number twenty-two. Oh yeah. King Spawn number ten. Uh, Lego Ninjago Garmadon number two. <laughs> Little, I hate words that like you know they never said it out loud. <laughs> like the movie Garmadon. theater. The movie theater next to me is called Cina, like cinema. Yeah. And then polis, like metropolis, Cinemopolis? But cine but it, it's not synopolis because e doesn't make a, so it's Cinema. synopolis. Synopolis. <laughs> There's no m though. I hate it. Wait, is oh Polis. That's stupid. I hate. They combine a Greek word and a French word, and I hate. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It makes me so mad every yeah, time. Yeah, no I'm more past mixing it. of the words. Segregate the words. Exactly. It's the only segregation that's appropriate. (laughs) Little monsters. Number three loaded Bible blood of my blood. Number three monkey meat. Number five, you little shits. Junie Junie boss said that if we buy monkey meat enough, the whole story will be 30 issues. Whoa. really? There is 30 issues worth of monkey meat, but it's just a mini right now to see how it sells. Yeah, buy monkey meat, please. So buy monkey meat so I can have 30 issues of monkey meat. It's very good. It is very good. Monstrous, number 40. New Masters, number four. That book's surprisingly good, by the way. Number one came out last week. I think you did. New Burn, number seven. Noctera, number 11. Ordinary Gods, number nine. Radiant Black, number 15. The book whose hype I cannot understand. I don't get it. Radiant Red, number three. I'm actually very excited for this. <laughs> I've heard that one's good. Oh, it, it started already? I thought number one came out. Maybe I'm full of crap. No, you're probably right. I should check it out. Radiant Red
1: was the only interest. I don't want to be mean. Radiant Black is, I'm sure, the great book. But Radiant Red was the only time I was like, once she showed up, I was like actually interested in the book because she had actual interesting character traits and arcs and everything. Or not arcs, but like dynamics and situation. So, but this is my two cents. I could be wrong.
0: Listen, I'm going to derail here. Radiant Black, for <laughs> me, feels like watered-down Power Rangers, which is already watered-down Ultraman. And yeah. Kyle Higgins, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, Kyle Higgins has already wrote Ultraman and Power Rangers excellently. Yeah. And so, like, Oh, this book gets compared to Invincible a lot as well, which yeah. I, like, I sort of, like, puff up my chest, like, bullshit. Like, have you read
1: Invincible? Are you <laughs> kidding me? My thing is that Radiant Black is very much like, this is your father's Power Rangers. I'm just like, well, I wish it was because that was interesting. And this, like, so far has been not. Like, just, not like, things are happening. So much has happened in the book and so much lore is being set up and stuff. And it feels like nothing happened. It feels like we're on issue three still.
0: So I gave it a shot. I've read, like, two volumes of it. Yeah, I... We got all the way to like a full color spectrum Power Rangers team and I yeah. still didn't feel like the story had started. No. But you know right. what book whips? A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Yes. You, you were so right. Thank you. You were, Evan has the best recommendations, everyone. Between right. between Evan and Anne, I have picked two very good friends to make sure <laughs> I never miss a good comic. Oh yeah. And A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance is so good. Recommender is so good at comic He's books. He's so good. And this one doesn't have a dad issue yet, and so it's even better. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going too bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's like the feet in a Tarantino movie. You think there isn't going to be feet in *Inglorious Bastards, and then there is, like, straight-up foot in cast for, like, three straight minutes. <laughs> That's what's going to happen with a dad in A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Um, Rogue Son, number four. Saga, number 59. That is mm. a beautiful cover. It's so nice. Wow. The solicitation for saga: What the hell does this fish have to do with the people who want Hazel Dead? Find <laughs> out this May as the Stranger's epic in comics continues, somehow still only 299. Yeah, which is very impressive. Yeah. I mean, they have sold 20 million copies of Volume One, so I think and they really? get a hundred percent of the proceeds from doing an image comic. A hundred percent. They they have to they get all the money and then you have to pay Image to distribute oh, it like Image doesn't take a percent no. like Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughan are million million millionaires because, because of holy Saga
1: shit that's the dream that's just
0: Volume One
1: that's just Volume One the compendium also sold bank like oh my god I, I personally <laughs> I
0: personally have bought this series like five times probably yeah I I think I
1: borrowed most from the library before but. I did buy the compendium just to have it.
0: So. It's so good. It's Jeez. so good. I, it's probably my most reread book, period. I love it. Uh, the Scorched, number six. Slumber, number three. Spawn, number three thirty. It won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Not by Todd McFarlane somehow anymore. I don't really know how that works um step by bloody step number four issue one of this came out today it was phenomenal (laughs) get on this shit uh you can be a cool hipster that's like i read issue one the week that it dropped (laughs) when this book is like legendary a year from now it will be mirka andolfo sweet paprika number 11 again it's horny (laughs) time before time number 12 a town called terror number two the Walking Dead Deluxe, number 38. The Walking Dead Deluxe, number 39. ZVRC versus Robots Classic. Oh, it, no. ZVRC <laughs> stands for Zombies versus Robots Classic, <laughs> number three. What the fuck? Named so nice, you said it twice. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> that's the comic books. I hope, I think. That should be all of them, but... Yeah. Nope, it's not. Jesus Manifest, Christ. Manifest Destiny number 47 is below all the t-shirts. All right, well. It's the dumbest solicitation page <laughs> on the
1: planet. I don't get it. We should contact them. But Image has so many bangers out. There's something there for you. Please check out Image. I love Philadelphia. That's ending soon, so you can binge it. Dead- Deadly Class is also... All my favorite comics are ending, Dallas, this year. Deadly Class, uh, fucking Kiladelphia. Life is Strange, a comic I didn't know I was going to love, and now I cry every single issue. Everything's ending. I feel like a Jonathan Hickman story is about to start. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of bangers in the image. Please check them out. Uh, Righteous Thirst Revenge is another one I love that's not ending as far as I know of. So, hop on that. So train.
0: Um, new Masters, number one, was really, really fun. Ooh. So, pick that bad boy up. If you just like like creative, futuristic worlds that you get to explore the world with the characters and learn about it slowly, that's what it is. Like there aren't any crazy stakes so far. It's mostly just been world building, but yeah. it was really fun. Uh, like we said, Monkey Meat is amazing. Little yeah. Monsters from Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. That team hasn't missed yet, so it's probably good. I'd say give it a try. What else am I excited about? Image really hits sometimes. I don't feel yeah. like they're quite, like five years ago, I read every image number one that came out just yeah. in case. I don't feel like they're quite there anymore, but like they're pretty good still. Yeah, I think they're still great. My thing about image is that it's always
1: been the premier comics in terms of putting out unique stories. Um, I think they're starting to get the wind taken out from their sails um, just because things like Aftershock and TKO are starting to like rise up. And Boom has been also just killing it. So they have more indie competition than they ever had before. And all of them are doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of uh, blowing them in the casket. But they are also, I think, <laughs> doing good. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the blowing, the, blowing in the casket is something that is a term that could just mean anything you want it to be. Is it a good thing, a bad thing? Depends on the context. Exactly. And who's doing the blowing, really. And what they're blowing with. And who's in the cascade.
0: Fun fact, when I was in seventh blowing grade, when I was in seventh grade, I heard the term "blow job" for the first time. And being too close with my mom, I went home and I asked my mom and I asked if it involved a hairdryer.
2: Oh, I was like, do you just, like,
0: get a hair dryer and, like, blow on the penis? Like, I don't really get why that would be compelling. And she was like, never change, little one. Yeah.
1: And that was I basically to, the
0: extent of that conversation.
1: I used to think it was actually blowing onto a penis or vagina, so. It's not?
0: Let's have a talk. After the, after the, after the podcast. <laughs> um, bloodstained teeth, number two. Christian Ward on writing Ooh. duty yeah seems pretty rad um we have to skip all the way back to the top (laughs) of this page what are you thinking about what's the furthest place
1: from here i bought it but i didn't read it yet and i think i've just been collecting it
0: but i think i'm very excited for it it looks really good i've read issue one through three and i didn't feel as hooked as i did with four kids walk into a bank that's not fair um what's well, it's the same team so like i, I know wait but quick pair. pause
1: if you guys ever read four kids walking the bank it's one of the best like short original graphic novel stories it's just amazing um, ever all i think timer. about it all the time i have to reread it like I, I don't know why i don't bring it up all the time but i think about it constantly especially it's... whenever
0: i see like art similar to it mm-hmm. it's such 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 a good book yeah. um i think i'm probably gonna pick up a bunch of these issues and then like keep going because I think both of these creators are geniuses oh, and yeah. just because I wasn't hooked after two issues doesn't mean that what they're doing isn't great. Yeah. So I'll probably get caught up soon. I've just haven't been being caught up. I'm trying to binge it. Probably. Yo, I read the frontiersman number one. And while it <laughs> wasn't for me, I need to pitch it on here. Cause I know it's for somebody. <laughs> this Excellent. is imagine if green arrow, was 60 years old and being brought back into the game to help stop the climate crisis. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good concept. I like that. And the creative team, they seem to have a chip on their shoulder. I was a little turned off. They were like, comics aren't as good as they used to be. And I was like, that's what old men say, frankly. (laughs) Um, But instead of being grumpy and saying everything sucks they just decided to make what they were excited about and it feels a little bit like an updated version of the denny o'neill green arrow run where green arrow really wanted to help the world yeah and so again like it didn't quite land for me enough to buy issue two but if you like superheroes and especially you like indie superheroes i think you should give the frontiersman a, a little peek because i haven't heard anybody talk about it oh and sorry. i i liked the first issue I'll check it out. That's a good pitch. I think I love Green Arrow. I love the O'Neill run. So yeah, I'll be checking it out. You'll have to let me know what you think. Because all right, like I said, let... I I'd give it like a C plus B minus.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm very interested. And for some reason, remind
1: me that I needed to remind you to read the Deadshot mini from like 2006. Okay. Deal. Because I think it's it's by either Christopher Cantwell or Christos Gage. All I remember is it's one of the Chris's and it was. I just remember being like, oh, why does no one talk about this mini? It's like Manhunter. I don't know if you ever read the Manhunter run, but it's like that where it's like, this is a banger from the early 2000s and we don't talk about it ever.
0: So, 100% Deal. recommend. Deal. Uh, this, this episode has just been you and I recommending comics back and forth <laughs> yeah. to each other and like everybody else is just along for the ride.
1: Everyone else is just like, so what's coming out next month? I'm like, yeah. next month, it, did I talk about Deadshot?
0: Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dear listener... I've missed Evan. I feel like I haven't gotten to talk to Evan recently. Yeah. So. Maybe that's why like this week has been like off vibe wise, is because just like it's all accumulating all the negative energy. Yeah. So now here we are, finally getting to talk one on one again, and it's all dissipating.
0: I feel like I'll leave this conversation happier than when I arrived in it. A... I'm already happier than I was like an hour or two ago. <laughs> yeah, I am. You're the best man. I love you, dude. Yeah. I love me too. Uh, fuck <laughs> don't this refuse, place. Doesn't refuse to say I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Evan. You didn't um, fuck this place number <laughs> one by Kyle Starks. That's a great name. Is a really good name. Especially when you hear the pitch that it's about Trudy and Gabby. Two women who are ready to start the next chapter of their lives. Except it's already home to a mysterious force that's attracted ghosts they inherit a haunted house and the cover has got like the beast from over the garden wall just like looming over the house this book is gonna whip it's gonna be great Kyle Kyle Starks is amazing he is so good everything that guy has done is a plus work I've read everything he did all good
1: I still have to read um the six triggers and I'm pissed off that whatchamacallit didn't sell well um the assassination
0: yeah that should have yeah, sold or book. assassination that book Nation? Sorry. whips
1: it's such a fun book from the artist from squirrel girls and uh does it too mm-hmm. it's amazing it's funny it's heartfelt and i don't think it's so, so told well because like there's set up for like a potential sequel but i remember reading on twitter them talking about it and i think it just sold like
0: good enough so it's a damn shame everyone should check it out um I feel bad. I can't remember her name right now. But the artist from that, that she wrote and drew an original graphic novel called Dracula Motherfucker that is so good.
1: First of all, her name is Erica Henderson. I had to look it up. Yes. Erica Henderson, we are so sorry. We love you. Erica, Um, you have a beautiful art style. I love their art so much that I bought, I got my hands on the trade, the first printing of the trade for Dracula Motherfucker, and I'd never open it. It's still in the plastic. I have yet to read it. It's been like two years. Evan it's a 30 minute read I know but I don't want to open it. it it's so good though it's yeah I'm gonna buy it digitally <laughs> that's the plan I just, <laughs> yeah. I just can't open it I just like every time I look at it I'm like I should read this I'm so excited and it looks great and I'm just like I can't because if I open it now it's open and now I'm gonna feel weird about it oh it's so good I'm gonna oh, go so... on amazon.com and check
0: out comicology <laughs> <laughs> live <laughs> <Yeah>. react um <laughs> Twig, number one. I didn't know Scotty Young was doing a new book. I didn't know that either, but I'm all here for it. Like, that's rule. That rules. And it's got like this little monster guy. Little twig boy. Oh. It it cites Jeff Smith's bone as one of its big influences. So that book's going to rule. Damn. Yeah, that's a great influence to have. (laughs) Uh, And my final plug while you're figuring out how to buy comics is... Bone Orchard, The Passageway, this is the first installment in what will be known as the Bone Orchard Mythos, an interconnected uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino niche of Image Comics. So there will be miniseries, there will be original graphic novels, there will be one shots, they're going to build out this whole big interconnected world of horror stories. And this is the first one. And I think I those I think those two are one of the great teams in comic books. Yeah, I don't know what else they did, but they did Green Arrow together. Uh... They just did Primordial together. They did Gideon Falls together. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. All right. Gideon Falls is amazing. I had to finish the last volume, but that book throws you around.
0: Yeah, it does. When it finally hits, when you finally yeah. find out like what it is in that book i gotta binge that oh man there's so there's too many comics comics are so good guys Comics are
1: so good i was just saying that comics is like the one of the best mediums for exploration and experimentation because like you could do so much with there's like obviously risk and everything but the reward is way usually way better than any type of risk you're putting into it
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: all right are there anything that we didn't touch on that you're excited about from image evan I feel like I dominated that conversation a little bit.
1: No, you're 100% good. I said just off the jump, like all the books I was excited for. Deadly Class, if you never read Deadly Class, give it a chance. I think it's not for everybody, but it definitely was for me, especially... I think I started reading it in high school, and this book's been going on for like six, seven years now. It's been a long time, and I love it. I'm so glad I got to support it, and I'm so glad we're going to see the conclusion to it, because I honestly thought it was going to just one day stop or not continue for some reason. So I'm glad we're seeing the, the end of that. Uh, Kill Delphio
0: is amazing. Oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, I was going to say, sometimes Rick Remender takes 10 years to finish, but he's yeah. always finished. Which is good. Which is good.
1: All stories should be finished. That's my hot take of the day. Every it's single spe- one, especially and specifically the Kevin Smith Batman books. Where's <laughs> 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 well, book number three, Kevin. I'll do it. Hit me up. Let me know what happens, please. I just need I got to know. I love I'm not <laughs> here. Um, and yeah, Philadelphia is amazing. And Righteous Thirst for Vengeance is so good. It's, uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance is very slow. It doesn't handhold you. It doesn't explain anything. It feels very like, I want to say it feels like you're reading a Korean movie. Because mm-hmm. if you ever watched like, not just Korean, either but like if you watch like old boy before like that's the one that really comes to mind where old boy doesn't really hold your hand until like towards the end i think it does but and also that was a graphic novel before it was a movie to be fair but uh at least in the movie they don't really hold your hand throughout the most of it until the end so this book has a similar feel to that where the pacing is very much like things are happening you go wait why is this happening like the first issue i went what is going on and the second issue i go all right i'm i'm getting it now and the third issue like all right all right you guys be, be careful please <laughs> Like immediately just start to care about these characters just because you're just living with them. It's very cool. I can't think of another comic that's done it like this. No.
0: It it feels like John Wick through the lens of Bong Joon Ho.
1: Yeah, that's a amazing description. That's really good description. Holy shit. Thank you. Thank you. But don't go. Uh, everyone else, don't go in like expecting like a lot of gunfu action stuff like that. It's it's more slow paced than John Wick for sure. It is. But you know, rather than that, I think everything you said I 100% am interested in or agree with. So
0: some good the stuff. words
1: right my mouth really blew my casket. Really, just blew the casket. Blew you in the casket. Blew me in the casket. Is blow? Don't blow your casket. Is that something? Blow a gasket. Gasket. There it is. I blow, solved it. We solved blow the riddle. A g- <laughs> Now, somehow, this is so much stage, worse. Batman. <laughs> so, riddle me this, is Batman. What do you blow in a casket? Gasket, fuck. <laughs> hmm, what do you blow, Batman?
0: get bankers Batman.
1: <laughs> is it a casket? You get blown in a casket? Robin, what are you talking about? We've solved we're the riddle. <laughs> it's gasket. We're not oh. vampires, Robin. We're not vampires, Robin. Why do you sleep upside down? Shut up. <laughs> Why is Hal looking at me like that? Uh, go read DC versus Vampires. It's very good.
0: <laughs> Should we do Boom? Should we do Boom or DC? It's up to you. I'll let you decide. All right. All right. And now we will do Boom Studios. That's right. Here little... comes the Boom. Here comes the boom. Uh, boom stole like half the good books from Image, and I love them for it. Hell yeah. All right. So, first, we've got Dune, The Waters of Canley, number one. Nope. Grim, <laughs> Grim number one, by Stephanie Phillips. Anne's going to read that. She'll tell you about it. I'm going to read it too. You're going to read that. You'll tell us about <laughs> it. Something is killing the children's coming back, baby. Yeah. Number 23. I got the hiccups. Uh oh. Oh. House of Slaughter number 6. I haven't been reading that one. I've I, haven't, I, heard it I good. took a break on both for some reason, but I do need to read them both. I love them. They're good. Yeah, I believe you. Uh Power Rangers Universe number 6. Uh yeah, Power Rangers Mighty Morphin number 19. Mm. Power Rangers number 19. <laughs> uh Angel <laughs> number 5. The vampire, we're busting up because this website makes no sense <laughs> at all. They like,
1: they're doing this thing where they interject just randomly. First of all, it's not like an alphabetical order or anything. there's just threw Power Rangers in here and like next is Angel and then Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't understand the ordering. And they also split it up by there's single issues and then the hardcover for the series and stuff. So that's why Dallas keeps like stopping or tripping up. It's because like, just <laughs> randomly, he's like, Power Rangers 19. Uh, and he sees it, it's Power Rangers Volume Four soft cover, and he's like, "Well, we're not doing the hard covers and soft covers right now." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Image Boom Studio, get your shit together. If you want to play with the big boys, solicit like the big boys. Yeah, if you want us to read on our podcast, we'll do it anyway.
0: Y- yeah, because you make good books. That I like you make good books, and we love you. Mwah. Give me a little kiss. Give me Uh a little kiss on the lips. (laughs) You can either make good solicits or you can kiss me right on the lips. Here comes the boom. I'm about to blow your casket, boom. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) The vampire slayer number two, Buffy. Damn it. It's a soft cover. (laughs) All new Firefly number four. Magic, the Hidden Planeswalker, number two. Yo, those books are impenetrable. I tried so hard. I oh, I tried so hard to like them. This next one's by Joe mckay though. I know, and it's still so hard to like. (laughs) Magic number fourteen. I have never felt gatekept by a book like this Magic (laughs) series. It actively bullied me. (laughs) Oh my god! Once in Future number (laughs) twenty-five. I mean, that rules. Oh yeah. Seven Secrets number seventeen. For all you whites out there, <laughs> that's your manga. You don't have to support anyone for all you not SJW from America. liberals. Yeah, this is for you.
2: If you want this... a, a
0: good American manga, time. Uh, we love the SJWs. Yes, we do. I think I think we qualify,
1: frankly. Yeah, probably. I'm black and queer, so I think by default I just fall into
0: it. I'm chasing clout, so yeah i'll sell you all out in a heartbeat <laughs> i'm the snake in the garden um faithless three number four What a stupid name alice ever after number two mm. uh, the killer affairs of the state number four jim henson's the storyteller shapeshifters number three all right boom studios here's a note all your books have 19 names Every book is like Boom Studios presents, Jim Henson presents, <laughs> The Labyrinth, The One Story from the Time Inside the Labyrinth, Part 2, Number 3. That is a stupid name, Boom Studios. Yeah, I don't know if
1: it's Boom Studios' fault, per se, but also, <laughs> I feel like everyone could calm down a little bit and change the name of their books. But if it's working, if it's selling, you know,
0: who am I, what do I know, you know? What do we know? Kevin, what you excited about from Boom Studios? I'm really excited for Grimm, number one.
1: Stephanie Phillips is a great writer. I love their work so much. And I'm re- they were really excited to announce this. So I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table. So Grimm, number one, is super high on my list. Um, Dune is not on my list, but I just listened to uh, Salise's podcast. Um, our friend Solis does a podcast called The Data Cast um check it out it's pretty intellectual it's way too smart for me they did three issues or three episodes so, so so far and every time they talk it's like listening to the big bang theory if they're actually like interesting and smart because they say stuff and they do a punchline and joke and i'm like oh this is funny and i register why it's funny but it's way too high intellect for me right <laughs> and i'm at work so like all my brain fuck is going to one spot so it's a great podcast and they talk about dune so i just want to bring that up just to throw some love around um, but yeah around than that the usual something's killing the children's always great power rangers i i'm so far behind now but power rangers is actually amazing the comics have been so good so
0: yeah i'm a huge fan of once in future like it's it feels like it fills the hellboy niche for me that i miss mm. so pick that up if you haven't if you haven't given it a tro- shot yet you might be the only person on earth that hasn't given it a shot <laughs> but once in future number 25 pretty i need to get it
1: i need to give it a second shot because i was reading it because i bought it during a bundle like a humble bundle they do the comic bundles and Mm -hmm. the quality of the cbr file was like really bad so i had a not fun time reading the first volume so i think i just Mm -hmm. need to either read on comic unlimited hopefully it's there comicology unlimited or buy it or get it from the library or something
0: but i think i will like it once i get it in the third chance whatever i think so too and if not just read klaus instead because klaus is perfect and yeah. also by dan mora
1: <laughs> and also if you don't like once in the future you could read uh, die also by kieran gillen so also yeah. which is one of the best comics maybe of all time definitely no offense to saga but i think it is the best fantasy comic i ever read word but saga is also really good yeah both are good
0: both are allowed to be good no <laughs> not on my twitter.com <laughs> uh the only one that is a pretend best of all time is monstrous i <laughs> <laughs> i agree
1: but also i want to say that monstrous deserves all the praise it gets it's a beautiful book it's well written it's smart i also cannot get through the first volume yeah it is incredibly is... boring specifically to me and also maybe i'm just not the
0: target audience you know that's also super okay. I read six volumes, and there came a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, it's too much. Too many That's plates fair. in the air. But I was super to excited people, to read it, too. Yeah, to the people that love it, hats off to you. 100%. I'm proud of you. Happy for I you. Know. Frankly, let me know how it is getting the Wordle on second try every day. <laughs> let me know what it was like being the valedictorian. That's yeah. great for you. Enjoy Monstrous. I'm going back to my smut comics. Yes, give
1: me paprika,
0: please. Yeah, give me uh, some Mirka Andolfo Horny. Greetings. I'm here for the uh, Jenny Frisian cover, if you want. <laughs> Does this one have nipples in it? <laughs> Sexualization. Sorry. <laughs> we offer sex jokes, you offer paid content. <laughs> people listen to this podcast (laughs) their own (laughs) mistake that is their their own issue
1: listeners but gain 30
0: so that rules thanks you 30 people thank you whoever you are shout out to Um, ann ann's mom yeah shout out to my mom
1: and also my friend jonathan who started listening i love you guys
0: none of my real life people care to support my comic book stuff but i still love them (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I just tell
1: people to read it. My mom was just asking about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, if you want to check it out, here it is." And then she texts me, and she was like, "This was very fun. I'm going to listen to more." And I was like, "Thank you, mom. I love you."
0: That's a good <laughs> mom. Great. That's a good mom. All right. Anything else about Boom Studios? I think that's. I feel like I always think they have more books than they do, and I'm always surprised how yeah. quick they go through the solicitations. Yeah, I always think Image is going to
1: have less and Boom is going to have more. But
0: I, no, I guess not. Guess not. Oh, uh,
1: oh, they also lost Transformers, I just remembered, and G.I. Joe. So maybe that didn't help.
0: I thought it was IDW.
1: Oh, IDW did. Never mind. I'm sorry. Boom Studios, what's up? Get more comics, man.
0: Yeah, Boom. What? Here comes the Boom. Yeah, what here you, comes the Boom. What are, doing? what are you guys doing? All right. All right. Should we give the people their Batman?
1: All right. Let's give the people what they want. DC... Let's start with Batman. Sorry, let me start over. DC, let's start with Batman. Batman number 123. Batman 2022 annual number one. Batman Fortress number one. Batman One Dark Knight number three. Batman Beyond Neo year. Sorry, Batman Beyond Neo year number two. Batman (laughs) Batman Beyond the White Knight number three. Batman Killing Time number three. Batman the Knights number five. Batman Urban Legends number 15. Batman slash Superman World's Finest number three. I am
0: Batman number nine. That's a lot of Batman. Some would say too many. We even uh, split up Batman and Batfam this time. Which yes. we haven't done in the past. So, as,
1: and uh, just to emphasize, just because I wanted to be an asshole a little bit, I also put the World's Finest in the Batman category just to show you the difference between batman and superman because when we read the super fam i called it the super fam section too not the superman fam it's a superman section super fam so when you see how small it is compared to the batman and bat fam i just want you guys to point just to notice that same with wonder fam but anything excites you about uh batman books
0: no okay i um, can honestly say i am not part of the problem i don't think i'm getting any batman books right now yeah i'm not reading
1: a single one i'll read them when they come on dc infinite but i just Oh, wait, I'm reading I Am Batman number nine.
0: I am part of the problem. Sorry.
1: I Am Batman is very good. It's a lot of fun.
0: Um, I don't think I'll be picking up Batman Killing Time, which I usually pick up Tom King books, but I just. Batman Catwoman was not so not my thing that I was like, "Eh, I don't really care. I actually I'll probably be picking up Batman Beyond the White Knight because I am two levels deep on the problem. I'm reading the Batman (laughs) book that no one likes. (laughs) Because I like Sean Murphy's art, and I, that's all for that.
1: It looks good. I mean, I enjoyed his first White Knight book, and Mm -hmm. I liked what he was trying to do with Harley Quinn, especially Mm -hmm. in the first volume. I think it kind of got hand eventually, especially with, I don't know how I feel about the relationship between Harley Quinn and Batman in that book. I think it makes sense for the universe, but at the same time, it's like, there's something about it that's off. I don't want to say wrong, but off. So,
0: But it That's looks good. It's definitely fair. I I don't know what it is. I read the miniseries Chrononauts in like 2013 that Sean <clears> Murphy <throat> did. And then I read Tokyo Ghost by Remender and Sean Murphy. Yeah. And if you haven't read that, you would like Tokyo Ghost. But I was just sold. I like his scratchy art style. So I'm here for yeah. it. I will read that. I, I want to read I Am Batman. I just... I feel like I haven't quite gotten my sea legs with it. I've tried to jump on a few times and I just, I don't know. I i feel like I don't know Lucius Fox well enough to like mm. feel like I understand my bearings within this family. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the book yeah. works off a little bit of an assumption that I know the Fox family more than I actually do. I think if, Hmm, I kind of see what you're saying. I guess maybe for me,
1: Future State sold me on Jace right away. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but for some reason, I think it was only like th- three or four issues anyway. But those four issues captured Jace in a good way to me that I was like, I will love to see more about him and like how he got to this point. So then Second Son came out. Second Son was a little bit lackluster, but at the same time, I was like, oh, this is what I want to know. Like, why is he so good at fighting and like where is he getting his gadgets from and everything like that? So. It built that character. So the whole time this character game getting built up for me. Um, and then when I Am Batman came out and I actually saw him finally getting the ma- uh, mantle and everything, um, it kind of all clicked for me there. But at the same time, I totally understand that perspective. I know a lot of people either skipped Future State or didn't click with them. a lot. Everyone skipped Second Son, which is also totally fair. I think it was a digital first anyway. And I Am Batman, I think... The first few issues are not the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, user-friendly or beginner-friendly, <laughs> but I think it's starting to get to a point where it's going to be a good jumping-on point now that he's in New York City, um, and he can finally really like stretch his legs out and not have to worry about the whole Bat family overshadowing him.
0: Dear listeners, my order from Wingstop <laughs> was canceled. Oh, man. So I'm not getting those wings I thought I was. Uh, Damn. This is Batman's fault. I'm not so. J- not Jace, though. Jace no. is cool. I think I'm the problem with I Am Batman. Like, I, a lot of people I like a lot like this book a lot. Mm-hmm. So
2: I'll I don't want to say it
1: was a problem. I I understand why people wouldn't <clears throat> vibe with Jace. Your reasoning is good. Other people's reasons are good. Uh, I don't know. I, I always say give him a chance, but not everything's going to be for everybody.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. You're very good at validating people's opinions. Evan, that's a talent oh. that you have that I am often impressed with. And it doesn't feel like you're just bowling over for them to have their opinions. Like it feels like you really internalize and validate. It's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah,
2: it's no something,
1: um, oh, it's one of those things I'm like, I want people to listen to me and try to understand me. So I try to do the same. And I like that. Yeah. It's better than alternative,
0: which is me screaming fuck you to everybody. Yeah. uh, Fuck you, everybody. Just kidding. Let's go on to the Bat Fam.
1: (laughs) Bat Fam. Uh, Batgirls, number six. Catwoman, number 43. Deathstroke, Inc., number nine. Detective Comics, 1060. Harley Quinn, number 15. Nightwing, number 92. Robin, number 14. Shadow War, Omega, number one. Shadow War Zone, number one. Future State Gotham, number 13. My favorite ongoing joke for this podcast is that I keep putting Deathstroke into the Bat Family. Uh, It's a joke literally only for me that only I think is funny. But every time I put it
0: in, I go, yeah, I did it again.
1: (laughs) And I go to the next one.
0: I mean, he's crossing over with the Bat Fam. So like, D season on the joke too.
1: Yeah, except for, I don't know if they're in on the joke. I think (laughs) think they're very serious, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: They're like, all the alpha males move to Gotham (laughs) and they all just participate in non-sexual male friendship. And it's awesome. They just pound each other's fists together. And it's so cool. And then Batgirls is so good. Batgirls is so good.
1: Batgirls. I also, that's another thing where I'm like, all right, I get why people maybe don't like it. It's not like the perfect interpretation of the characters and blah 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 but also it's so fun like i understand how people are still like upset about it like
0: i don't know it's a fun book yo it couldn't be me i love that book yeah i think it is so fun and i don't know i don't know how i have curated my circle but my circle seems to really like this book and it makes me feel validated in liking this book as much as i do and i'm a huge fan of seeing this creative team get to shine, especially Jorge Corona, who I think yeah. was a part of two of the best indie comics of the last couple of years in Middle West and The Me You Love in the Dark. Yeah. So to see him get some Batman money in his pocket yeah. and some Batman fame, I love that. It's so oh, fun. Totally yeah, he's great. The the writers are
1: doing a great job. I and they're also I think there's maybe rumors that they're adding a, another Batgirl to the mix. So if that's that might be Harper Rowe. It could be Tiffany Fox. It won't be Tiffany Fox, but it could be... It could be... There's a transsexual Batgirl from the Bombshell universe that I know a few people and Friends of the Podcast, and are talking about at one end. I cannot remember the character's name, unfortunately, but I'm 100% for it. I'm all for any of those characters. They all sound super great to me. I am
0: too. And I just... I've got a very specific itch for older mentor, teenager superhero mm-hmm. that just, I love and I a little bit thought I'd get it from Venom with where it left off after Donnie Kate's run. Yeah. But I didn't as much and Batgirls has given it to me and yeah. I, I tend to like Barbara Gordon. I, I'm not going to wade into like everything with the character. yeah. For- um, I'm also not going to be angry at creators for just rolling with a status quo they had nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, I am happy to see her in a speaking role in the DC universe again, though.
1: Yeah. And a pretty big role, at least in this book. Mm -hmm. And also the other book, she's crossing over a lot and playing pivotal, at least pivotal to me, in my opinion. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree. I'm... I'm torn because I was always an Oracle fan and not a fan of uh, Babs Girl, just personally. And the ableism on top of that, from not the creator's perspective, but DC's perspective or side Mm -hmm. of it, Mm -hmm. is 100% there. And the criticism is super fair and not only fair, but reasonable. And Mm -hmm. the anger is also totally reasonable. People who don't want to read the book because of that, I totally get that, 100% there for it. Yes. Um, I also do think some people did blow it out of proportion a few times. The Tom Taylor time, I don't think it was actually blown out of proportion just because the art and the dialogue wasn't – that was a problem. So it really depends. I think Batgirls does it better. I think introducing, like, her – Bab struggling with it a little bit more. You see her at the cane. She has to sit a lot more. It's very clear they are trying to work with what they got. That's, that's still super valid criticism. That's criticism that should be taking place because the more you speak about it, the more power it becomes behind those words and the more DC listens. So please keep talking about it and everything. Just, I just don't think that the creators, unless I'm missing something, which I could be, but I don't think the creators in this case are responsible for it. So I, I just, what I'm trying to say is I agree with
0: Taylor. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just feel so happy putting my money towards these characters. That I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Being a comics fan that came on in late 2013, I have inherited a DC universe that felt really empty to me for a very long time. Yeah. like I, I have never kept up with a Superman ongoing and that makes me sad. Mm. I have never kept up with a Wonder Woman ongoing and that makes me sad. And... I didn't even know who Cassandra Kane was until Tinian's detective comics run. I have since gone back and read a lot of the backlog and gained a love for these characters, but I will say for the infinite frontier, I am getting to interact with characters again for the first time. Yeah. Again, for the first time sounds weird. Cause like <laughs> I know them from no, the old it. continuity and I just like future. a monthly book where I'm reading about Cassandra Kane. And she is Cassandra Kane. She's not Orphan or whatever her name was. <laughs> it's cool. I like yeah. it. I'm
1: 100% with you. I'm so glad to be rediscovering these characters or meeting new characters. Um, like, I just stopped reading Damian Wayne books because I hated how writers were handling him. They just, uh, after um, Morrison and, oh shoot, who did Super Sons? Put Tomasi. Tomasi, Angleson. thank you. Angleson, thank you. So after they left the character, it felt like Damien just quickly shifted back to, ah, I'm an evil little kid. And then there was like a lot of like really sketchy, like racist stuff going on. So um, I just eventually just stopped reading like the Teen Titans book he was in and anything he showed up in. So I was like, I don't want to see this type of what they're doing to Damien. I just hated it so much. And that was a thing that was happening to a lot of characters, especially in Rebirth, which was a time where I thought everything was going to go back closer to the status quo in a good way. But instead, it just went back to Stas Cole in the sense of we're just DC comics still. And so we still fucked this up somehow. So, Infinite Frontier is the first time I've also been excited since basically New 52 started, or maybe midway through New 52. So, I'm super excited for the era. And I think death, I'm hoping at least death of uh, the Justice League hypens that even more. Because I think this is a chance for us to highlight characters that we haven't seen in a while. What's Simon Baz up to? Last time we saw him. Oh, wait, no, you guys maybe saw him in the Green Lantern run that I'm not reading. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the last time we really saw him was before, was his last ongoing with uh, Jessica Cruz. So I, I just think that Infinite Frontier is an opportunity that I think DC is slowly shaking into the right spots. And it's going to be, hopefully, the exact thing I wanted from DC in a long time. So I'm very excited about the future.
0: I agree and I actually as much shit as I give DC Comics I think they have more interesting people behind these books than their competition does like where I'm at in the Google Doc right now I'm looking Marco Tamaki the author of that one summer and Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me (laughs) is the ongoing writer of Detective Comics yeah and it's great the artist from all those Scotty Young independent books is the artist on Batgirls. That's not a house style for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I when you look at into the Aquaman corner, we have an Aquaman corner and <laughs> it's all creators of color and they're killing it. Like I think DC is secretly doing a very good job. Mm. yeah Yeah. there's always room to improve yeah there's always room to improve i think they're doing a better job than we're giving them credit for and i think the books that they're doing it for are the ones that are succeeding that's also a great point yeah
1: i i 100 agree i think they are doing a better job there's always room to improve um obviously we're trying we're a positive podcast so we're trying to put a positive spin on it but i do like the direction they're going in, and i hope they continue it But I have to say the one direction I don't like is that Superman and Wonder Woman corners are getting smaller and smaller. I don't know if you remember like the first episode of our podcast, the Superman corner had like six or seven books. Wonder Woman corner had like five. The Superman corner is now down to four and Wonder Woman is down to three. So, and the Wonder Woman corner, I don't think this Nubia, the Nubia coronation special is a number one and I don't think it's a mini or anything. So once the Nubia's minis up, I think next month, no more Nubia books for a while. And so we're just going to have two Wonder Woman books because Wonder Girl also got canceled. So I don't know what's happening with Wonder Woman. But sorry, let's start with Superman. We should have started there. Or we can do both at the same time. We'll do both at the same time because they're so small. Super Fam and Wonder Fam. Action Comics 2022 Annual Number One, Action Comics 1043, Superman, Son of Kellel. Number kal number 11, World of Krypton number 6, Nubia Coronation Special number 1, Wonder Woman number 787, Wonder Woman Evolution number 7. There are less Superman and Wonder Woman books than there are Bat-Family books, not including Batman. That I understand Batman sells well, and as a corporation... They're looking at that and putting their minds there. But you're also, we're all putting our money towards a Batman book or two. I think we should try to diversify a little bit more than we are. I don't think the current Wonder Woman book is very good. I Just, don't either. Yeah. And so it's a bummer. Yeah. But there's there were, there were other books. You could have supported Nubia, Evolution. And I'm also guilty of this. I support Nubia. I could have looked. I love Stephanie Phillips. I did not check out Wonder Woman Evolution yet. So. All I'm saying is that we're the consumers. We hold the power at the end of the day. We should try to spread that power a little bit more. We're not totally in control, but we can have a little bit of sway. So uh, we could all try a little bit harder is what I'm getting at. And this is more of a self-criticism than it is at the audience or at Dallas.
0: But so Dallas, s- you could
1: do a lot better, man. What the hell?
0: That's very true. <laughs> um... I will say, though, as well, with the shift from Diamond to Penguin Random House, Mm -hmm. I think that trade sales are going to be valued at a much higher rate than they have been in the past.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, even going back and exploring the backlog of these characters will show interest, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I'm not loving the current Wonder Woman book, Mm -hmm. but I have gone back. And I recently read all of the Greg Rucker runs. I read Wonder Woman Earth 1, which is great, by the way. That's my hot take <laughs> for the day. Love that book. And I'm soon going to be reading the George Paris run. And that's something that these me- these metrics are being tracked by people who care to sell us things. Yeah. And if they see, well, wow, a lot of people have been buying Wonder Woman trades. They're going to make a Wonder Woman ongoing that sells better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I agree. There was a long time where like Marvel would cancel books before they even got to trade. Um, And DC did the same thing. So it was very frustrating. I can't remember the specific book I'm thinking of. But I remember Marvel, there was a book that was great. And it got to like issue three or four and Marvel canceled it. And a lot of the even back then a lot of the sales would come from trades. So you never know how a book will do or be perceived until trades came out. So it was always a shot in the, one shot in the dark from them, but also a shot in the heart to us when books we were loving and like it was starting to pick up steam, just get the rug pulled from out of them and they get blown in the casket. So it would be ideal, I think, if we started looking at trade sales a lot more, or at least if DC and Marvel did.
0: I agree. So talking point, how are you feeling about Action Comics number 1043, or just the War World saga in general? Man, I would have a feeling, I'm sure, if I actually
1: bothered to read it. Um, I heard what's been happening. I don't know how much I should say. I've heard some things
0: behind, uh, I through do the grapevine. I <laughs> do have been privy to yeah. behind-the-scenes conversations about this book. Yeah, that so I know. sparked my interest after my initial disdain.
1: Yeah, and we're trying to be very vague because we're not like some leak podcasters or anything. Yeah, unless we're gonna get paid. And we're obviously not trying to get anyone in trouble or anything or pull the rug from anyone. But we did hear some things about this run that I think could change my perspective. But at the same time, I don't think it's gonna fix the problems I had with the issues because this is a book that was presented to be you know, Superman Authority together working on saving a world, which has its own, like, white savers problems and blah, blah, blah. We could talk about that. I'm sure smart person, like people on Twitter, Celise could probably have huge conversations about this. <laughs> but me, I'm a dumb boy. I just have feelings. So my feelings is it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> so, and the problem really is that this is their debut, and in their debut, a few of the characters are just, like, shut out of it so i don't think that's a problem that could be fixed until the next arc or two so for this arc i'm just totally tuned out until i hear differently because i i don't want to put money towards that kind of energy so and i'm sure again from the grapevine the writer i think does have good intentions i don't Oh, i also don't want to be mean because i don't think the i don't think the author's is a bad person but i've also seen the conversations he's had on twitter and everything and he takes criticism so personally and gets actually offended and takes it on people who are giving valid criticism. So, oh, Jesus Christ, that's going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I was like, they're at my door. I didn't need it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I love DC Comics, please. Uh, <laughs> um, shit, my heart actually just real quick. Oh, my God. Sorry. I don't... People shouldn't surprise me ever. I'll just start crying on the spot. Um, Crying, throwing up. Crying, shaking, throwing up. And watching Dallas
0: go get Wendy's while you keep saying your smart thing.
1: All right, I'm going to keep talking my smart thing and maybe say something behind Dallas's back while he's out here. You idiot. I don't listen to this podcast. What the fuck? I'm not an idiot. Go get your food, asshole. Anyway, so just me and you guys now for the next five minutes, maybe less. Yeah, I don't want to like be rude to anybody or anything or assume people have certain detentions and stuff i'm just coming from like my perspective and what i'm hearing and everything um and now i'm going to fill the air by telling you everything that dallas is doing right now he's putting on his headphones again and he's scarfing oh he just took the entire bag of wendy's and shoved it right down his mouth jesus christ this is a sight to behold I don't think Guinness World Records was prepared for this, but... They're, oh, no, they were. There is a man standing next to Dallas with a, a clipboard, and he's nodding his head. Yeah, he he did it. He ate the entire Wendy's in 12 seconds. Just bag and all. Uh, Dallas, do you have anything to say?
0: I'd like to thank my mom, mm. my dad, mm. uh, Wendy for inventing these burgers. <laughs> um, That's Dr. Wendy. Philip Kennedy Johnson for... Uh, never taking it personally when we criticize him <laughs> and for being at evan's door right now i'd like answering. to thank grant morrison for uh everything except for that time that they were really into the colonialism aspects of action comics and i was disappointed in them
1: mm-hmm. also uh, the whole like cool stuff but they
0: apologize for that yep i also apologize for that we're, we're <laughs> that way yeah, I think we all learned a lesson that day. <laughs> well, <laughs> the power of sixteen-year-olds is uh, unparalleled, and Dallas yeah. Taylor was wrong. Also, straight up, kids are way smarter than they used to be.
1: <laughs> I remember when kids were stupid as hell, myself included. Nowadays, I am still like actively Twitter,
0: stupid as hell.
1: Yeah, I'm getting schooled by a fourteen-year-old on their mom's in their mom's basement. I'm like, damn. But they're right. So, like, what am I going to do?
0: Yeah. Well. What am I going to do? Get offended a little bit and then decide I was wrong and apologize. Yeah,
1: probably that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I did my spiel about Action Comics. And, you know, this is a positive.
0: This is a positive podcast. So, you know, we're all excited. I can't decide why I keep reading Superman's Son of Kal-El. Kal-El. Kal-El, no. Yeah, I honestly
1: dropped that book. I had to. It should... Man, I'm being very negative today,
0: but it was it was very boring to me kind of nothing happens. Yeah. But I actually really like Jonathan Kent and care about him a lot. And I don't know why. Hmm. I Like, I know why I loved Damien. Yeah. And I can put that into smart people words. <laughs> but Jonathan, I just like the kid's vibes, honestly. I would like his vibes.
1: I talked about this on Twitter a little bit, but I would love his vibes if he was a little bit more of a gremlin. Like, he's too... To me, he's too, like, straight-edge uh living up to my trying to live up to my father very serious tone but that one issue where he was messing with lex Luthor, i was like this is the energy i wish he had constantly all the time but cranked up by like two notches so like he told he ripped off the l letter from lex Luthor, like luther corp or whatever and said to lex Luthor, you can keep the l and i was like this is very funny this is what i needed more Gremlin. He should hang out with, like, Cassandra Kane or, like, Stephanie Brown and learn a thing or two.
0: Stephanie Brown would bully him so hard. I, he, he needs it. it. <laughs> he does. Especially his hairdo's been whack lately. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I a problem you and I have talked about in comics. Hmm. Too many kids have gone to an adult's worth of therapy in comics lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I am very proud of these comics creators for going to therapy and becoming better people. Mm -hmm. But no 10-year-old is solving their interpersonal issues within two story beats. Yeah. None of them. (laughs) Strange Academy is probably my favorite Marvel book that's going on right now. And today's issue, I was like, it's a little bit therapy talky when this kid is like, I am upset because you cannot... And I was like, you can't explain your emotion that well. You're 12. (laughs) I didn't know a damn thing about why I was feeling anything until three weeks ago. (laughs) Exactly. Jonathan Kent has gone to 45 years of therapy. Maybe they beamed it into his brain in the future. I don't know. He's very fast. But too much therapy. I want messy. I want messy. Yeah, I need the drama. I need the
1: mess. I think people are just afraid... I feel like writers are afraid right now of getting backlash in any kind. I think they're taking all backlash as hate when a lot of it is just like criticism. But people, usually kids, don't know how to actually voice criticism. So they usually lash out with jokes that are usually pretty mean, to be fair. Uh, Or they're just like lashing out in their own angry voice. But at the end of the day, it's these are the readers and it's just Twitter. So uh, maybe consider them. I don't know like these are the readers like this is how they act maybe
0: learn something from that maybe kids are more emotional than we think can you imagine if there was a scene where jonathan kent looked at the screen and like read off some of the mean tweets that tom taylor has gotten about (laughs) superman and then he's like "Mm, l plus ratio plus you fell off and that just flew into the sky i would buy that issue five times If he beat a villain and then the villain's doing his monologue and and he
1: stops them and just goes L plus ratio plus you fell off and flew away, I would buy 12 copies. This is a promise right now. Tom Taylor, if you're listening, this is a promise. If you have Superman do that in one of your issues, I will buy 12 copies of that issue. That's a lot of money. But it would be so worth it.
0: All right, sorry, Dallas is chewing, mm-hmm. <laughs> grinding along. Mm. Mm. Should we move on to miscellaneous? Yes, yeah, so let's move on to miscellaneous DC. Good Because that top one has me feeling some sort of way. Oh yeah. The first one off the bat,
1: Aquaman Andromeda number one, written by Rom B, and co- arts and cover by Christian Ward. So let that sink in. Give it a beat. Moving on, Aquaman number four. Blood Syndicate Season 1, number one. Danger Street, number one. I'm sorry, I shouldn't should be so mean. Blood Syndicate Season 1, number one. Danger Street, number one. DC vs. Vampires Hunters, number one. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. That's awesome. Uh, DC League of Super Pets, free comic book day, special edition, 2022, number one. Game of the Year edition. Fucking Kong is here. Season pass, available now. Duo, number one, which we should all be excited for. Earth Prime, Legends of Tomorrow, number three. Earth Prime, Star Girl number four. Oh, fuck me fables number 151 uh the flash number 782 the flash the fastest man alive number two flashpoint beyond number two through four galaxy the prettiest star free comic book edition special edition 2022 number one and approved edition signed copied uh delivered sealed everything the Jurassic League number one. Justice League <laughs> Dallas just raised his hand. Justice League <laughs> Road to Dark Crisis number one. Uh so at least just raised his hand. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes number three. No one raised their hand. Dark Crisis Free Comic Book Day Special Edition 2022 number one. Monkey Prince number four. Naomi season two number three. One star squadron number six. Rogues number three. I'm so excited for that. Oh Suicide Squad number fifteen, the final issue. Swamp Thing, number 13, Swamp Thing Green Hell, number 3, Task Force Z, the surprise hit, number 8, Teen Titans Academy, number 15, the final issue, Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, number 2, Nice House on the Lake, number 9, Looney Tunes, number 266, and Mad Magazine, number 26, written by the usual gang of idiots, art by the usual gang of idiots with crayons. Wow. Wow. A lot of bangers here. First and foremost, RIP to Teen Titans Academy and to Suicide Squad. I didn't like Teen Titans Academy, but it was a run for sure. Uh, Suicide Squad number 15 is going to be very sad. I love Suicide Squad. I was not expecting to like it at all, to be honest. The first two issues I didn't like, and it became very quickly one of my favorite DC books. Um, And these characters is a band of misfit idiots coming together to survive. And I love that it's not totally found family, but it's very close to being that in this case. It's something I love in my books, and I'm going to miss the hell out of this book. Um, And I I just did not expect it, one, to end, and two, for me to have these feelings about it. So that's incredibly sad to me. If you haven't read Suicide Squad yet, it's a very good book. Uh, Just give it a chance. That's all I can say about that.
0: Fine. I will.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Uh the Swamp Thing number 13 is mm-hmm. the first Swamp Thing run since Alan Moore to blow my socks off. That's so good. Rom V killing it on that book. Rom V uh, is killing it on pretty much every book except for Venom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even Rom V could save Venom. No. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me on that. If I had to pretend like Venom was cooler. <laughs> It might be too much. My thing is,
1: Venom could be cool. It's just like he's not cool right now, which is a shame.
0: He's just a wiener, man. <laughs> Rogues number three is going to be super rad, by the way. <laughs> the Monkey Prince number four is going to be super rad, by the way. Well, I thought I was muted. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I liked it, honestly.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry to my listeners,
0: though. <laughs> um, League. Jurassic League number one. You did yeah. blow it in the casket. You just blew your nose right into the casket. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, Jurassic League number one. People were dogging the shit out of this comic on Twitter. Idiots. Fools. 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 evens, Morons. Did you not read Murder, Falcon? Delinquents. <laughs> did you not read Beta Ray Bill? Fatality. Daniel W... Wa- <laughs> L plus ratio,
1: plus you fell off. <laughs> plus you fell off, plus Dan Warren Johnson, plus Juan G- Gideon? Gideon. Gideon. Plus... This book's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Plus T-Rex Batman. Plus... It's T-Rex Batman. Why are people upset? Triceratops Wonder Woman? Come on now. Fools. Someone said the art was bad. Oh, <laughs> is, I, I don't know. I know we cuss on this, but I don't know if I can tell someone to suck my dick on the podcast. I feel like that maybe is to get a little bit. Hey, hey,
0: blow our casket. Yo, blow my casket, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson, artist bad. L- literally, go suck a lemon. Like, you an idiot. Fool. Um, The
1: surprise thing that I'm really didn't expect to be excited for um it's very obviously Blood Syndicate. No. Uh, it's, well, actually, let me talk about Blood Syndicate real quick. I love Milestone. I love that it's getting expanded. I love Blood Syndicate. And I was very excited to hear it was getting announced. And then I saw who the writer was. And personally, that's not my cup of tea. I don't like that writer. Uh, I'm not going to say their name. Because I feel like we could all just like suss out who that writer might be. Just from the way I always talk about his fucking Green Lantern book. Um, but give the book a chance anyway. That's all I'm going to say. I don't... What My feelings aside, Blunt Syndicate is a great group um, with a lot of depth. And if Thorne can do it justice, you should check it out, regardless of what I think or how adamant I am about not supporting him. So those are all my own personal feelings that you shouldn't take into account, to be honest. So I could rage, I could scream, I could yell about it, I could ignore it. At the end of the day... We're getting more Milestone books, and that's important. Please give it a chance. Um, support something that I can't support. Uh, and also, like if it turns out to be very bad, I feel vindicated. So, like, I, It's a win-win for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I am just fascinated to see how Jeff Thorne deals with a character with the name that he has who has incineration <laughs> powers. I just... In in the year of our Lord, 2022, I would not want to be the guy walking into that minefield. To be honest, I
1: would have loved the chance to write Holocaust. Holocaust is one of my favorite villains, and I understand why they changed his name. (laughs) Um, I don't think his name, I think his name should be Holocaust still, to be honest, just because he's one, a villain, kind of, and two... It's very threatening and it fits his powers better, like power set better than the other name. I think it was Pyre, which is also a good name. Uh, But if people are actually like honestly not comfortable with that and everything, like the Jewish community or Polish community is just like super uncomfortable with that, I totally get that. And then, yeah, we should totally retire the name. That's my feelings aside, 100% correct. But from my understanding, I don't think anyone was actually too critical of it. But that was just my own research. I could have missed something. So i'm glad he has his name back but at the same time if that is an issue then i'm obviously not okay with it it's a very fine line i walk i'm sorry so <laughs> all right bad. you can cancel me over this it's this the one time i can get canceled, i guess
0: duo number one looks interesting
1: yeah this is also this is original
0: right this is an original milestone book right not a remake of yeah. the old stuff
1: yeah so they're saying that this is a part of the original idea that uh, Reginald Hudlin had when they were creating Milestones. Not this character, but the idea that um, Milestones isn't just for black people. It's for every minority that can't get, a, or who usually doesn't get the focus in DC or any other comics uh, area. So I don't think it's a reboot of anything that I'm aware of. I could be totally missing something. But the creative team is amazing. Uh, it sounds awesome. And any expansion of Milestones is good.
0: And the more diversity we have is, in comics, the better. I agree. Speaking of diversity in comics, Tom King is writing Danger Street number one! Yeah. Baby. yeah! It's a Tom King book, folks. It's got minor characters, one of which is Metamorpho. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, I'm also excited. I don't like the way he's talking about Lady Cop, but you know, maybe I'll be surprised anyway. But Danger Street sounds fun. I mean... The farther away Tom King is from characters I I know, the better. Because when he's like when he was writing Mr. Miracle or Vision, I don't know those characters. I don't know how they're supposed to act or feel or anything. So it worked really well. But then he wrote like Batman and Catwoman. I was like, all right, well, this seems really not correct for me. But, you know, I'm trying to give it a chance. I always try to give Tom King a chance because he always has. Regardless of what I think about his, some of his books, Tom King always comes with the most unique and interesting concepts. Human Target being like this old noir story is very cool. And it's evolving Justice League International. That's awesome. I don't like the execution, but sweet concept. And Danger Street seems to be right up that alley.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, the last one I want to talk about is Aquaman Andromeda. Yeah. I manifested this. I said six months ago that I wanted Eldritch Horror Aquaman. And Cthulhu heard me. cthon decided to grant my wish. I now have goat legs, but <laughs> I get Aquaman Andromeda, number one. I mean, it's, it's a win-win. Win. It's the perfect team to put on this book. <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
1: I mean, the writer is perfect for horror, and the artist is just super trippy. I love them both. So I'm very excited about this. I can't think of a better team up.
0: Yeah, this is going to be good. Um, But yeah,
1: also this month is free comic book day, which I guess we didn't highlight too much of. So if you get a chance, go check out some of the comics in your local comic book store or wherever they're having the free comic book day. Uh, One of the books we would love to highlight is Galaxy, The Prettiest Star. Um, It's going to be a graphic novel um, that releases uh, pretty soon. I thought... Wasn't it April? I thought it was April, actually, yeah. So it would be released by now, but you'd... If you are interested in the book but aren't ready to uh, buy it, you know, give it a little shot, real quick, or pick it up anyway. You know, get both. So, mm-hmm. but it has a trans lead, so we'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. We would love more of that. So please support the book if you can. Yes. Uh, was there anything else about DC you want to talk about?
0: I think I have said all the things I have to say about comic books tonight. All right. So, very quickly, we'll do the quick questions we had
1: for the month, and then we'll wrap it up. Word. So first question comes from Saul's Comic Patrol, which is uh, at Saul Patrol on Twitter. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Batgirls series? We kind of already covered that.
0: Hit that, Saul. We love
1: it. Thank you for the question, Saul. Sorry you answered it already. Uh, But we love it. Next up is Let's Talk Paul... Let's Talk Cast. Let's Talk Plastic Man... Um, or Neil as we like to call him um, at Plastic Man Talk on Twitter Uh, is Plastic Man as depicted on the cover of Urban Legends for May by Riley Rosmo uh, as a goopy gum man as gross as Anne at Anne Comics thanks or is it in fact amazing and very cool answer wisely Uh, we love Plastic Man the official official stance of the podcast is uh, Plastic Man's great Mm -hmm. especially uh, in
0: The Terrifics by Gene Luen Yang yeah
1: which everyone should read Mm-hmm. A lot of recommendations this month. Um, but yeah, outside of personal information, like personal opinion, yeah, he's super gross. Uh, <laughs> um, next is from.
0: Issue, I just read the issue where he was the dress. And so, we're yeah. on the outs with him right now. Yeah, he gets me be like Black Ant 5,
1: except for Black Ant's a villain now. So it's like, I don't know, maybe Plastic Man should be a villain. Well, just putting it out there. You've heard of um, Richards. <laughs> let's leave let's out those. <laughs> <laughs> um next is from um i hope i'm saying this correctly ravion ravion
2: your guess is as good
1: uh, as mine uh Ravian talks too much Ravian ruse at on twitter um give me thoughts about the new aquaman book i'm super excited because it's V, horror and aquaman but i'd like to hear what you guys think man i wish we talked about that why do we why do we skip over that book
0: yeah uh, i don't know i think i hate aquaman uh-huh. and the fans of Aquaman are a group of people I tend to avoid. So that's kind of why we didn't talk about it.
1: Yeah, I just like hate Rom V and Christian Ward and I hate fun. So,
0: hmm. no. I don't like good books. I only no. like Teen Titans Academy.
1: Damn. <laughs> Wrong TT. Um, next up would be from a friend of the podcast, Piper, uh free thinker, uh, at Satan's Hillbilly on Twitter. I love that ad. Love you, Piper. Uh, also, oh, what do you? Oh, she wrote two things. The first thing is, Evan, I'm sending the mutated science banana to your location any day now. Uh, if you haven't seen that, don't look it up. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen, and I hate that they brought that up because I do not want to think about that ever again. Um, but they also said, also, what do you think about the current state of DC horror? Um, I think DC horror is killing it. Not as kill not killing as much as I would like them to. Um they could be doing a lot more, but I think they have a good range. They have like that range of horror that comes that like goes from acceptable, like DC versus vampires, very safe, approachable horror. And then they have horror that's like gonna make your skin crawl, like nice house on the lake. Or yeah, nice house on the lake. Um so their range is very good right now. I do wish there was more. And I think Aquaman Andromeda is gonna add to that a little bit.
0: I agree. Also, bring back Size Spurrier for more Constantine with Aaron oh, Campbell. Oh, yeah.
1: I know we recommended a lot of comics today, but the one comic I want to say everyone should stop what they're reading right now and go out and purchase so I can get more of it is definitely size Barrier's Hellblazer Constantine book because I was not expecting to like it as much as I did I'm not gonna lie to you I was a naysayer I was a non-believer I didn't want to be but just in my head I was like I don't like Constantine that much I'm not gonna like it but I read the first few issues and at first I was like see I'm kind of right it's not that great and then it just got better and better and better every single issue and at the end of the first volume I was like damn the last story in it quiet this is the peak it can't get better than this and then it just kept getting better and I, won't, I can't even say how it gets better because it's all spoilers, but everything it does, despite how disconnected it might feel and only connected by like small ribbons, it all feels so huge and big and beautiful and it's saying so much. Holy shit. Please give it a chance. Read like at least the first volume. Actually, just read the first two volumes, you know, and then you can stop there if you want.
0: Mm-hmm. You're allowed to stop after issue 12.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like my by issue 12, you're not going to like it. Yeah. but th-
0: That's yeah. where you can hop off.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think about DC Horror?
0: I really like it, honestly. I think they're doing a great job. I'm very excited for Aquaman Andromeda. I think that they're being brave doing hmm. this book. And I think it's going to sell really well. And I think we're going to get more books like it. Hell yeah. Do you think we're going to get more Aquaman books because of it? Or more horror-based books because of it? I think more horror-based books Mm. because of it. I think we... I think Brandon Thomas... Is it Thompson or Thomas? Uh, Thomas. Brandon Thomas.
1: Brandon Thomas.
0: Has done enough with Aquaman lately to have sold Aquaman. Mm. And so I think if this does really well, we will see horror takes on other versions of these characters, which I think would be fun. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman's really in need of a horror comic. Wonder Woman is in need of a shot in the (laughs) arm of something. Uh, She's my favorite DC character and haven't thought about her in years. Damn. That is unfortunate
1: for sure. It's obviously not your fault or any of the fans' faults, but DC is just not killing it with her. I like her rebirth run, and even then I was like, it ended up being forgettable still somehow.
0: The Liam Sharp art was great, but yes
1: yeah that was the one time i like loved liam sharp usually I, i'm like it's hit or miss but that was the one time i was like yo it's really hits i
0: love love liam <laughs> sharp. hits for me all
1: right so that's all the comics for this month um anything you want to leave off on
0: um yeah read comic books they're good the world's kind of scary and sad right mm-hmm. now and comics are a form of escapism that has meant a lot to me over the years And if you have made it this far on this show, I think it's meant a lot to you as well. Recommend people comic books. Um, And if you're ever looking for comic book recommendations, I am a co-host of another podcast, the comics collective where at this release, we just released the first half of our sunstone episode. And we're about to release a Batman year one episode. So right smashed right between two very different, but equally good comic books. So go give us a listen.
1: Yeah, definitely go give them a listen. I would recommend the best starring spot for the comic book collective would either be the Klaus episode, but I think you should read Klaus. So maybe Klaus isn't the best one, but you don't have to read Green Arrow to <laughs> hop into that podcast episode. And that might be the most I laugh during uh, a podcast. Um, so, and they've been reading great books recently. The Bone episode is also amazing. Uh, Sex Criminals was also amazing. Um, I wish I could remember what Lexi said, but she said something that made me laugh so hard in work, and I felt so embarrassed. (laughs) So uh, definitely check out the Comic Book Collective, and I'll be there in about two weeks talking about my favorite Fantastic Four run, um, Mark Wade's Fantastic Four. So, you know, if you are a fan of me, you can can check that out too. It's going to be
0: a banger. That's going to be an evergreen episode, I can already tell. I hope so. I mean, I always try to bring it. That's all I'm going to say. We he's going to blow in the casket of the Comics <laughs> Collective.
1: I'm going to start trying to use that. I'm going to try to make that catch on. We're going to see. I, I, I just, just want to hear Tom Holland say it.
0: Blow the know? casket.
1: Zendaya, oh, yeah. blow
0: my casket.
1: No. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's whatever, but No. Oh, I'm Spider-Man in it. Blow my casket over to the Green Goblin. I was working with Willem Defoe.
0: Oh. Harry Potter. Oh, um, yeah, I'm all done with Spider-Man. Oh, it made how many billions of dollars?
2: Okay, blow yeah, my I'm casket coming... wide
0: open. Blow my casket, I'm coming back for another trilogy.
1: <laughs> Alright. That's all we got for you this month. Thank you for tuning in. Uh per usual I'm Evan
0: Von Doom. You can find me at Evan Reads Comics on Twitter. I am Dallas Taylor. You can follow me at Dallas underscore comics on Twitter. And
1: that's what's next. Also, human rights are trans rights and vice versa. Have a good one.